There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You better not have no plans tonight. Movie time and it's feeling right. You're looking for a love that lasts. You'll find it at Romance in the Podcast. I know. Ooh, ooh, baby, you're the wind beneath my wings. Ooh, ah, I'll have what she's having. Thank you for tuning into Romancing the Pod. You had us at hello. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey Randolph. And I'm Todd Schlosser. And this week, Paige made us watch Win, Win a, a Date, date with, with Chad Hamilton. Hamilton. Uh, was this your pick? This was my pick. I'd never seen it before. Okay. You hadn't seen this before? I had never seen this Paige, before. I hadn't seen it before either, but I thought this would have been right up your wheelhouse at this time. This is like high school page, right? This is high school page. Hell this yeah. is okay. <laughs> this is high school page. There were multiple songs on this soundtrack that I was like, why do I know all the words to this? Like, yeah. I don't even I couldn't name the artist if I tried. And I was like, why can't I breathe whenever I think about you? <laughs> but I, I was super into it. Now, here's okay, a few things. First, first and foremost. I had never seen this movie, but when I went to church camp the year after this movie came out. That's 2005 is the year after. It came out in 2004. Yes. Hume Lake, 2005. There was a dude from a different church. Star-crossed lovers. (laughs) So there was a guy who was just one of those dudes that, that developed earlier than other high school dudes. Cause like I feel like there's a, a a moment of like high school dudes look like children and then they suddenly look like adults. And this dude Where is this story going? Paige, can we ask Paige. a few follow-up questions as to how old you were when you were th- yeah. having these thoughts? Do you still feel like high schoolers look like that? I still feel like high schoolers look like children. Yes. Okay. But then they don't suddenly look like adults sometimes. You don't you're not saying no, that. No, 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 no. No, I'm I'm okay. saying that I just to clarify se- for the world. Yeah, yeah, of course. I was 17. This dude, in theory, was also 17 uh, and looked like Josh Duhamel in this movie. And we just all called him Tad Hamilton amongst ourselves because we were too scared to talk to him, even though he was our age, like in our grade and everything. (laughs) And we just called him Tad Hamilton for a full week until one of the girls in our cabin got up the like cojones 
to talk to him and he was like yeah i heard everyone's calling me tad hamilton but my name is like joe or whatever my name is actually red hamilton Red <laughs> Hamilton. <laughs> anyway i still had never seen the movie and so when i watched it today i was a shocked at how much i would have aggressively sided with topher grace at the time oh no dude is the villain <laughs> he is as bad as sweet home alabama i hate 100%, him so much in this 100%, movie 100 percent, todd as an adult i'm like oh no but then what i did love and out of left field for a movie of this time Everyone gives him good advice. Oh. I was shocked. Catherine Hahn is so great in this movie. The, the amount of people who give him good advice at the end of this movie, I was like, I thought this was from 2004. Shouldn't they be telling him to stop put, putting the pussy on a pedestal or something crazy? <laughs> um, Those movies were also coming out in 2004. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also, as now at, at, at 2004, I was still living in the Bay Area as a high schooler. Now as an adult who has lived in Los Angeles for more than a decade, their portrayal of Los Angeles is one of the most accurate I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, it seemed accurate. I was like, film, that is Los Angeles. It's so nuts. And they're trying to be like, they're trying to be hyperbolic. And I was like, no, I've seen no, most of it. these things. Yeah. You nailed it. I mean, we were just there this past year for the Flappers live show and like... They nailed it. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> $9 lemonade? Of course. That wouldn't even be weird. <laughs> <laughs> I did laugh at that. I was like, man, they weren't ready for that inflation that hit. They, they weren't ready. <laughs> they go through a montage of things that are clearly meant to be hyperbole. But then I'm like, I'm like, I've seen every single one of these things. I loved the uh, dog in the car seat was the first one. Because at first I was like, so oh, cool. normal. So I guess like L.A. just has like a bunch of responsible dog owners. And then like <laughs> you see the nine dollar lemonade, and I was like, "Oh, that's like uh, I mean, I get it. Inflation's a bitch." And then you see like other crazy things, and you're like, "Oh, wait, maybe those first two were supposed to be crazy." They were all supposed to be crazy, including <laughs> the one with a nanny who has a ton of kids on on leashes. I was like, "I've seen that. Like, no, I've I mean, definitely yeah. seen." That. I've actually seen that more in New York than in L.A. I think it's just a testament of how in the last 20 years the world's just gotten a lot worse. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Well, yeah. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> New York is more walkable. And so I think that's why. But in, well, in and like it, parks yeah. and shopping centers, you'll see it in L.A. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, also, I cried at the end, even though Dover no, Grace is definitely right. the villain. You cried at the end? Well, I mean, oh. I was sad at the end because she absolutely made the wrong choice, right? I, like, I think that she should she have chosen. No, I think she should have chosen neither of them and gone off on her own college adventure. Yeah, me too. Um, but wh how which old also, was she? How old and how are old they? Was, yeah, <laughs> okay, okay, thank you. This movie I, I, is not it's, clear. It's all ambiguous, right? At the end of the year, she says she's been friends with Topher Grace for 22 years, which I either took as since we were born, so she's 22, sure, or like since four. preschool, which is like four which, or five. Like 26. Right? right. So they're still like early to mid-20s either way. But why is he then going away to college? I mean, maybe he's had to save quite a bit, get loans. Like, I can understand That's why fair. someone, especially from that sort of like rural lifestyle, might have to save up for it, that kind of stuff. So yeah, that didn't bother me as much. But I, think, I think 22, I think 22 makes the movie work better. Me too. I do. I think so too. But either way, it's early 20s right yes and i got the feeling that tad hamilton was like 28 yeah right and well and we know they are over 21 because they regularly frequent a bar and drink oh yeah i mean and they've been going long enough that katherine Hahn is like knows fully them. tad hamilton in love with 
Topher Grace. And yet still gives him fantastic advice. She's very nice. I I want Catherine Hahn's bartender movie. Like, her character was infinitely more interesting than almost anyone in this movie. Okay, but it just has to be Lady Roadhouse. Yes, I'm fine with that. Somebody call Catherine Hahn. Now, her age is also ambiguous. That's a little ambiguous. So if he's 22, she's probably like also 28 as the bartender hitting on him as a 22 I definitely thought she was yeah. older than him. Yeah, but yeah. not, not yes. like crazy yeah. older, but I thought like 22, 27 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. I do like in this movie, age is ambiguous, but that's one of the few things that I've enjoyed. In the, uh, I'd never seen this before, I don't think. I mean, it, here's the thing. Is it good? No. no. Is there a lot of people in it that are famous? Yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> is it an enjoyable watch? Yes. Yeah. Because uh, even even though it's bad, I was down. And, and maybe it's just me. Aggressively, this movie makes fun of Los Angeles in a way that is so accurate. It, it really tickled me. So I think maybe there's a little bit of hometown advantage. But I think so, too. I think this movie did not make any money, and I think it's because it's aggressively mediocre from it top to bottom. It is mediocre, a hundred. Like it is so forgettable that I have forgotten it in the twenty minutes since I, I finished watching it. <laughs> I also just watched it, Mikey, and I remember maybe three or four plot details. Yes, yeah, and same. all of those are written down. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't write. Anything. I like all of his fake movies. I thought that was really fun. Yes, they but they didn't lean into that enough. I thought. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. And, and then I don't know. I just thought it was very forgettable. Like I'm not saying it's like terrible. It's pretty terrible. No, but I know what you mean by forgettable. Like, yeah, it's not. It doesn't cross the line of terrible to good. It's not. She's all that, which is a few years before this. It's not so aggressively offensive and terrible that we like laugh a lot about it. I was just like, yes. okay, this is a very you know watercolor paint by numbers film. It's of the time in a way that I think is really weird because earlier right like a few years earlier than this you have she's all that which is closer i would say to like an 80s sex comedy uh like american pie things like that than this which has a weird like purity morality to it where it's like we're not gonna have sex it she'd be a villain for having sex and i'm like she's an adult he's an adult he's a famous adult girl get some <laughs> like what are we doing <laughs> Uh, and but the movie aggressively refuses and this is like the same era of yeah like, we're like all the pop stars were like no i wear my purity ring and all that yes, stuff yeah britney's mm-hmm. and everyone was like did britney and justin have sex and now we know that they aggressively were and she had a really traumatic abortion and, and i'm sorry britney yeah. but like we didn't know that at the time and so at the time it was like a whole thing of like Will they, won't they? And this movie has a really weird will they, won't they for adults because they are adults. Yes. Oh, Topher Grace, man. Just like he is the Sweet Home Alabama like villain in this movie. Ooh. Yeah. I don't think he's he doesn't out anyone against their will. No. Or, he's okay, not that okay, bad. Yeah, of a she's villain. worse. No, she's she's straight up a villain. Yeah, she no, she's worse in that villain. Movie. You're right. He is incompetent in relationships in only a way that a 22 year old man can be. Yeah, no, I mean, I did stupid shit back when I was 22 too. I mean, when I watched this movie, I, one of the first notes I wrote was, "Man, I'm glad I'm not a teenager anymore." Because like the, the dialogue same. between the three main friends was like. So almost juvenile in a way that I was like, I if it's all this, I can't handle it. I this is gonna sound crazy. I wish I would have seen this as a teenager because the lesson he learns at the end of this movie is one I needed. Yeah. And I didn't get it until someone in my life pulled me aside and said, 
hey, you can't keep score in games people don't know they're playing, which is the version yeah. of, hey, a job application makes it way more likely that you'll get that job. Like, you have to tell people how you feel. I love that. Catherine Hahn gives him amazing advice. That's my favorite scene of the movie. Yeah. And almost that scene's so good, it feels like it was written by somebody else. Because, I mean, but like. <laughs> That's very possible. Yeah. <laughs> I bet Catherine Hahn got there on the day and was like, hey, do you mind if I punch up my dialogue See a little bit? Is that cool? Like, well, well, I mean, the plot points are there, but like he, he, the whole film is like he should have had a conversation like two years ago. But also, is he their boss or just co-worker? No, he is their manager. I mean, he's probably like night shift manager or day shift manager or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but he does participate in workplace harassment. Oh, in this no. movie. Yeah, no, I know. Like, but 100%. I, I got the vibe that Stephen Tobolowsky's character was either, like, the district manager or the yes. ma- general manager of that store. I think he was district. Me too. Because he was getting store manager of the year. Yes. So I got the impression that he had moved up and that was his store. That's kind of the vibe I got. He is their boss. Yeah, I think you're probably right. He was actually winning, not that it matters, manager of the month yeah. because right. he has so many on the wall so they're going to have to like whatever. That's how they like make it seem like he's just like this nerdy good employee guy. Sure. But yeah, that part's odd. But I mean like they happened, they didn't know each other from work, which I guess is like a Good thing. Yeah. I, I thought they knew each other from school, like from like mm-hmm. preschool. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like they grew up in a very small town, like that had one high school. Yeah. Yeah. A two second conversation would have probably made this movie better. Like, I wish this movie, if it was going to, if you're going to remake the movie, they have the conversation after, like, after the first movie of like, after she signs up for the contest of like, hey, I have feelings for you. Then she, then she wins. And then it's like a, Love triangle. That's, That's what, what it I should have prefer. been. Yes, right. That's what I it's agree. trying to be. Yeah, it's aggressively not that though. Yeah, because no. he is like not even in the friend zone. It's not like he has even told her he has feelings for her. For all yes. she knows, he's not into her because they're like twenty-two at least, and would he would have said something by now, right? Right. In her mind, that's what she could justify it as. So, like, he's not even really a romantic rival in this whole movie. He thinks he is. She does not. He is just, like, this guy who was putting... I, I don't know. He just has all of these expectations of her. And but like, he hasn't communicated I know, them. It's shitty. Like, he he feels ownership over her on some level. And I'm like, yes. you're fucking terrible. Yeah. Stop being a douche, Pete. You're worse than Ted. I don't think he's a douche. I think so no, many people when they're younger. I think Mikey means he's bad, but he's not a douche because Tad's a douche. I think I know what you're saying. Tad's Mikey. a douche. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't think he's like a bad. I, it's the stakes are so low. It's hard for me to call someone like a villain. Like, <laughs> I mean, you're right. It's only eternal love at stake, Mikey. Especially as a young person, being scared <laughs> to have honest conversations like that is real. It's super common like, too. It, it's so yeah interesting to look back and see how different I am as a person, or other people are at my age now, as opposed to 22, where I'm just like. I would so easily have that conversation now. Sure. And then I remember being terrified back then of having conversations like it. I'll call him a bad person because it it crosses the line from him just having those thoughts and feeling that way to him actively trying to sabotage her relationships and harass her at work. Yeah. That's where it takes the turn. And he is a bad person, or at least he's uh, he's the villain of this movie (laughs) in a weird way. Now, what I will say is I feel like the movie views a lot of the things that he does as trying to keep her safe. Like, that's how the movie is trying to set it up. But the problem is they haven't set Tad up as 
enough of an alternate villain, right? No. Like, I yeah. I think if Tad was more evil, you'd put yes. up with a little bit more from Topher Grace because you'd be like, how does she not see that this guy's a fucking monster? <laughs> like, but, but he's, he's not. fully not a monster. He's like, this not. dude is very privileged and is, like, very famous. Yes, and doesn't have good emotional regulation. Yes. yes. But I would argue the very beginning, he's like seen as like this vice ridden, horrible dude because he and, smokes. Yes. And he makes out with someone he may be dating. Like, I don't know their yeah. relationship. Who cares? But either way, yes. you like, can make out with people you're not dating. Yeah. Have done. <laughs> I mean, like, but that's the, that's the weird morality of this time of like, how dare some, I mean, now he is drinking and driving, which is not good. Okay. But that's they're like, bad. That with is some bad. Floozy, yes. And I was like, she has a name. In fact, one of, cause he has multiple ladies in the beginning of the movie. One of them goes on to be more famous. And we'll talk about Hell it when yeah. we get to it. Love it. But I mean, he's not a bad dude. Like this whole movie, when he, when she says no to him, when he's like, come over, she's like, sure. And then she says, no, he, he does like, he does go. Wow. Yeah. Which I loved. I thought that was like so true to his character because he's like this rich, famous dude. Of course he doesn't hear that a lot. But he aggressively embraces that no. Yeah. And I loved that so much, especially for 2004. I was shocked by that. I think that's the part of like, I just don't care enough about anybody to get invested. Like, like I don't care enough about their story to like be like, he's bad or he's good. It was just <laughs> aggressively bland throughout the whole thing where I just didn't care. Well, it's because it's Mike. It's because they won't make him more evil. Right. But they won't make Topher Grace more confident i guess if you want to go with that but then also they don't have the fucking balls to keep a realistic ending which is her saying no to toe for grace and he goes on and has another life and because well, he so just accepts that no and she does too yeah. and he because he just accepts that no and is gonna go on with his life but instead they're like no it's true love and so he has to go on to the girl that he loves second best i'm like no he has to go on and become the person he's gonna be in the next parts of his life in places unknown where he'll meet people he's never met before you're the person that he's air quotes in love with because he saw you and that was the options in his hometown like you don't even know who you're gonna be in the next few years so the idea that you're like no i will never ever love another person is madness <laughs> that's oh, I crazy don't, i don't i don't think he th i think the bartender thought that i don't think yeah, he yeah, thought yeah, yeah. that yeah but, i mean yeah he he came to accept it but i mean like I'm glad that they, sure, hypothetically, two people, if you love each other, try it out. Right. But I mean, like, you know, but like, I just didn't give a shit enough throughout the whole. <laughs> I was just like, man. Yeah. Because you're right. He's not good enough. He's, He's not, not bad, bad enough. enough. She's not charming enough. Right. Like, none of them are, like, taking it home here. No. Th this is not Wedding Singer, because that's the right. triangle you want, is yes, Wedding is. Singer, right? Yeah. Where you need someone who's as bad as a Glenn Gulia, and you need someone with as much heart as a Robbie Hart, and then you need Drew Barrymore, and you don't have that. Now, the other thing that would have made this better, this movie... It toes the line of absurdity, but doesn't cross it. Yeah, like, Tad needed to reveal himself to be a full-on-ass, villain-ass villain. Yes. For me to accept her going back to Topher at the end. Like, I, I don't know. Sure. It just seemed crazy. Tad was, like, a good guy who just wanted to actually get to know her. Or make them great guys. Make it, like, a hard decision. N not only make it a hard decision, I want it crazy. I want his movies 
to be fucking nuts and for us to see them all the time. I want his agents to be like like planes, trains, and automobiling him uh, uh, like to find him around the country. Yeah. I want Hollywood to be so crazy. It's like even beyond the norm crazy. I want her to be charming, but I want Topher Grace to be like trying to full on sabotage. Like I want it to be nuts. Yeah. And also this is basically Bye Bye Birdie. Yes, it is. Like this is a non-musical version of Bye Bye Birdie. Except no one's going to war, but yeah. But like that's the same idea and and that movie's more bonkers than this, like, because it is a crazy plot. Yes, like it is a crazy it's an plot. insane plot that's taken earnestly. Take it to an eleven. Every chance they took, yeah, they they chose the most conservative, most like cautious yes. way of doing something every time. Yes, and it was just it just was made the whole thing boring for me. <laughs> Because, it, I mean, like, That's either fair. make it dramatic yeah. or make it a comedy. Like, make it romantic or a comedy. You know, this was neither to me. I mean, this was I this was a romantic comedy, but it's, it's a romantic comedy at a, a four when it could be an 11. Yes. If I, that com- makes sense. I completely agree. I think a better written script would make me like this a lot more. I didn't dislike watching it today, though. Like, it was a silly sort of, oh, my God. It's wild that 2004 America didn't realize that Topher Grace is a terrible dude. It is a fun time capsule. Uh, But no, I sort of like it from that time capsule sort of look. I probably won't watch it many more times, although I'd watch it if it was on because it's not like. Every once in a while. It's not terrible. No. It is just very forgettable. I agree, Mikey. Like, I don't think I'll remember anything about this movie if we ever revisit it. I'll be like, did we do this movie? Well, I think it's my first time watching it. I don't know because <laughs> yeah, it is so forgettable. Fair. Exactly. That's yeah. I, the time capsuleness of it is one of my favorites. Yeah. It is like on that cusp of will they, won't they have that semi-charm kind of life montage in this movie? Like, oh, yeah. It is of that era, but doesn't have it. Also, she doesn't have a cell phone. Like, I don't know if you Neither noticed it. I noticed it halfway through the movie. He has cell phones. None of the rest of them have cell phones. And I was like, where's her phone? Why is she? Oh, it's 2004. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had a cell phone in 2004. I think it's like, I know. I I think it's like this movie was written in 1996 when only rich people had phones. Yeah. And they just didn't update the script when it actually got made. You know, I I don't know. Yeah. They were like, we just took Bye Bye Birdie and and Control F (laughs) the script. Change war to Hollywood print script. It is rural West Virginia, you know? Yeah. Mountain mama, take me home, baby. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know the cell phone Maybe situation in 2004 back over That's there. That's fair, yeah. Singular wireless or whatever didn't work in West Virginia. Singular wasn't available in California uh. at the time. So like, cause it is regional. It was regional. Yeah, I do remember that. Like it was regional yeah. back in the early days. Yeah. Yeah. We had our family plan. Like that was we had unlimited texting, unlimited calls. Yeah. I remember my dad talking about taking a business trip and he was like, man, if I go out West, it's going to use double the minutes or some shit like that Yeah. <laughs> because he was out of region. It was so crazy. This predates unlimited text, unlimited call. Oh, of course. I know yeah. because I, uh, this around this time I was texting uh, the the guy that I would eventually go to homecoming and whatever with, and it was ten cents a text, <laughs> and it was like oh, a thing yeah. of like, hey, can you not text him a million times? His phone bill's gonna be fucking nuts. I text so much, I'd have been in jail. I'd have been in debtor's prison. I got an eighty dollar charge for over texting. Yes, uh, what, Mikey? And my parents were pissed. Yeah, uh, I think it was like. I think it was like 30 bucks or something like oh that. And they were God. like, what the fuck? 
<laughs> Do you guys just want to go through this movie scene by scene? Yes. Let's talk about it scene by scene. We open with credits that are an aggressive, like, early 2000s typography that was very popular at the time. I actually sort of dug the credits because it sort of lays the foundation for how famous Tad is. Sure. Through, I don't know, what, gossip magazines and, like, news periodicals and shit like that. But, like, it's effective. It, it got me into the mood of the movie. I was here for it. So there there was a, and I don't remember <clears throat> what software it was. I, I want to say it was part of the Adobe Suite. It probably was. How they made the beginning of this? Yes, where yeah. you could do all of the word art like that. And people would do it with, like, TV quotes and post it on YouTube. It honestly was probably, like, the new hot After Effects plugin. Because, like, After Effects has been around since 93. So, like, yeah, yeah. it so must it have been, been, been around for 20 years at that point. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it was After Effects. And it was just, you would set tracks for words to travel on. It was, <laughs> yep. like, a whole thing. Anyway, so... Uh, we cut to the end of a Tad Hamilton movie that is aggressively. Now, here's the wild part, because this comes out in 2004. It is almost shot for shot a scene from The Notebook. Yes, it is. But The Notebook came out like that same year. So, like, I don't know how they managed to do well, I mean, that. Cliches were already cliching at this time. I guess, but it's like no shit. Like costumes, cars, all of it looks like The Notebook. Which, again, was out the same year. And I'm like... I also love that the uh, actress was Amy Smart. Like, they got an yes. actual actress to do <laughs> that Smart. bit part. Because Amy Smart had been in, like, a bunch of stuff before this. I mean, she hadn't yeah. been in Just Friends, which for me is peak Amy Smart. But uh -huh. she was still famous at this point. I I'm looking this up. So The Notebook came out in June of 2004. Yeah, so it came out after this. Yeah, because this came out January 23rd. It came out after this. Yeah, so what you're saying is this movie accurately predicted Hollywood in 2023 <laughs> and The Notebook. And, the notebook. and that Katherine Hahn is and always will be And that Katherine Hahn is the best. Yeah. Underappreciated at this time. Thankfully appreciated in our time. Right. Anyway, yeah, it is It is literally as if you like plucked a scene from The Notebook and dropped it. Anyway, it's literally the same. And <laughs> to they're like sitting in the audience. The two girls are crying and Topher Grace is like, this is unrealistic. She's kind of an asshole. And I was like, oh my God, am I Topher Grace? And I didn't realize how true that was going to be because in 2004 i was aggressively <laughs> uh page i just want to remind you that we said not moments ago that he is the villain of this movie hey i'm glad <laughs> that i have grown as a person we are too. but in 2004 i was toe for grace oh page in 2004 <laughs> i was the worst uh, guys let's make everybody feel better or worse out there every 22 year old is a villain Anyway, so yeah. they in the audience are like, I wonder if Tad Hamilton is like who he is on the screen. And they're like, I bet he's at church. Cut to he is drunk driving while making out with a model. Let's call her a model and smoking. And a paparazzi gets a shot of him. And Nathan Lane is just like, bruh, help us out. Like, come on. Like, you can't be smoking <laughs> right smoking and driving and drinking and making out and the picture from the paparazzi like that camera guy must have been standing on the trailer that car was being pulled on like that 100%. is the perspective of the photo on that like tabloid cover or whatever yes it was insanity it, it is endemic of a type of paparazzi picture 
that was popular at the time that we don't really see anymore because like social media was not a thing, not a huge thing yet. MySpace was around, but like Facebook wasn't even widely available at this time. And so like it was all about the paparazzi and they were fucking vicious and brutal and they would get up into people's cars, not like in, but like in their windows and stuff. And now they really are not supposed to get that close. It's like a thing, but they also, it's like anyone can take a picture of a celebrity with their camera and sell it. So getting up in their space is not as necessary, I would say. Yeah. It still happens, though. Yeah, it's the presence of the paparazzi and their morality is so fascinating in this movie because it is that little tiny time capsule. Yeah, but I love Nathan Lane and Sean Hayes in this movie because not only... Both Richard Levy's. Yeah, not only do they have the same name, Paige, they're both, like, different types of, like, sleazy, terrible, like, artist industry people. You know what I'm saying? The shameless... And the driven is is what their names are. So like if you look in the credits, but also if you look on Amazon, if you pause the movie, it's like Richard Levy, the shameless, who, who is Sean Hayes and then Richard Levy, the driven, who is Nathan Lane, which, by the way, it, they don't introduce themselves as both being Richard Levy until like an hour plus into the movie. It's not until they go to West Virginia, which right. is insane. Yeah, and she's like, you're both named Richard Levy? That's wild. And in my brain, I was like, it's really not that wild. I think I do know someone with two agents who have the same name, and it's very close to that. <laughs> like, that's not even that weird. I love Nathan Lane's response to that when she said, wait, you guys have the same name? She was like, or Nathan Lane was like, everyone has the same name. It was just like, a, what are we <laughs> fucking says, even talking about here? Like, it's so funny. You're both named Richard Levy? Who isn't? Yeah. And then they just keep going. I, I just love Nathan <laughs> Lane and literally everything. And I love Sean Hayes doing his best Tom Cruise impression. A hundred percent. Yeah. But this needed more Nathan Lane. I agree. But it also, not only did it need more Nathan Lane, they didn't give Nathan Lane enough to do. This needs evil Nathan Lane. Oh, yeah. Or just unhinged Nathan Lane plus evil Sean Hayes. Yes. Like, you need Tom Cruise from Tropic Thunder. Oh, but Nathan like Lane playing need, that character. But Nathan Lane. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Paige. You need that level of crazy. But basically they, they're sitting by a pool and they're like, listen, we don't get paid unless you get paid, which is true. Uh, and they're trying to get him into. And it's a a Jimmy Ng movie is the director they keep using. And I, I could, thought that they were trying to like pretend it was John Woo. I was the I was like, is it John Woo or Ang Lee? Oh, it's probably Ang Lee. Oh, it's, it's probably it was, Ang Lee. At the time, I think it was Ang Lee. Yeah. Anyway, so they are like, we need to do something to remind him you're the boy next door. Yeah. And and he, he says something really funny. He's like, I guess if you live in a really dysfunctional neighborhood. <laughs> well, he goes, I am the boy next door, like almost reflexively. And then he says what you said, like as a, right. okay, I, maybe I am living a little crazy right now or whatever. Yeah. But also I'm like. He's living out his entourage fantasy. That's all it is. Barely. 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 I mean, yeah, no, this you're right. You're right. You're right. Make the radar today. No, Turtle would be making fun of him if this was his full-on entourage fantasy. Yeah. This is Boy Next Door now because the world is a dark place. Yeah. So, like, if you're trying to argue, like, that a guy potentially drinking and driving, which, again... I, and bad, but happens everywhere. Right. He should have been arrested. He should have been arrested for DUI, which would yes, set up this better. That would yes. set this up better because he doesn't get arrested. He just gets papped. Anyway, we cut to uh, Frazier's bottom. 
West Virginia and the Piggly Wiggly. Uh, and there's a song playing that I, this is one of the few that I didn't recognize, but it is unhinged. What is it? I, it's it's like, if you love me, I'll die. But it's like very peppy and upbeat. <laughs> and I was like, man, music in 2004 was fucking nuts. <laughs> And I was like, this is definitely some sort of Mandy Moore offshoot or something <laughs> from the time. Yeah. I was going to try and look it up, but I was like, I know it's just going to be some name that I will never recognize and be like, who the fuck was this? Although sometimes when you like think of things that way, Paige, you then get like shamed on a podcast you started 15 years later okay, because no, you don't Todd, know who Sia Todd, is. Be- because, yeah, Sia's a multiple Grammy Award winner. Your musical tastes just tell me you never went to a school dance. Man, not only did we not have school dances, I mean, outside of prom, like we had prom every yeah. year. And I went to prom all four years. But like, I went to like church dances. We didn't have school dances. My church played Ashanti at this church dance. Mine aggressively did not. I, I remember one time I was dancing to a boys, was, is it boys to men? The Motown Philly back again. I think again. it was that band, but it was the song that like, like about 30 seconds into the song, it goes, throw your clothes on the floor. I'm going to take my clothes off oh, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'll Make the Love to You. It's, a, you, it's yeah, the yeah, most famous. Famous, famous boys to men so song. So that song was playing at the church dance, and you could hear right after they sang the "Throw Your Clothes on the Floor," you could hear the footsteps of the woman who they assigned to be DJ running to her amore <laughs> night with the husband playlist to turn it off. It was so fucking funny. So we cut to the break room of this grocery store where if you are any sort of retailer grocery worker, this is where the real shit goes down. <laughs> it's in the back room. Yeah. This is where you do your dishes. Is <laughs> Kathy's doing dishes in this scene. She's at work. Yeah, we do dishes at work. Yeah, we, you sold dishes at work, Paige. She's at a supermarket. We also had our own dishes in Break the back because that's where you yeah, ate lunch. You not, yeah. Oh, no. I guess I just like brought food to work. Yeah, that's the dishes you would watch are like your Tupperware yeah, and everything. Yeah, I would bring leftovers, though. It would be like stuff I could throw in the microwave. I know who did not participate in the birthday potlucks right now. But listen, I was never asked. Like, you, <laughs> I would bring stuff from stores. Like, no one would ever be like, hey, make something. They'd be like, hey, can you pick up a vegetable tray or whatever, like cheese platter or whatever? Yeah, I would well, do that. We we had, like, plates back there that you could, like, eat food on, plates and silverware. But, like, you still had to wash the plates. So, they hear on a computer where I guess she's on Tad Hamilton's fan site or something on the computer in the break room. Yes. Anyway, via that fan site, we find out that they're doing a giveaway to like win a date with Tad Hamilton for charity For charity. Yeah. Which they still do stuff like this, by the way, Henry Cavill did one back in the day. <laughs> I have never entered one. You've never entered a Henry Cavill. How unfortunate. <laughs> no, unfortunate. Uh, no, I've never <laughs> entered a, a, a competition like this, but I would be fascinated to hear from someone who had, because I always assume that it's like set up. It's way more controlled yes. than what right. is led on in this movie. I would assume I've also never been on one of those nor known anyone who did one of those. But we could do one. Mikey, would you be willing to let us win a date with Mikey Randolph? We would need a security team because I'm pretty sure that's how it happens is that like their assistant or whoever from the company that's holding it 
kind of guides you through it and like you get to talk to them for a little bit it's got to be chaperone because like what if a, yes like what if a not a great person won that contest and your person yep. is exposed yeah yeah well, and or vice like, versa this is also something that happens every year at prom where like a handful of celebrities go to prom every year with people yeah you don't hear about that as much the last couple of years. Well, I, I think since pandemic, you haven't really it hasn't really picked back up yet. But I bet it will. Yeah, th- those are always yeah, tricky. I don't, I don't know. Those always felt a little icky to me. I anyway. think they feel super icky, but I bet it will come back up. We should write a movie where someone asks a famous actress to prom, and she comes to their hometown and like convinces him to fall in love with this girl he's been in love with this whole time and it's like you're just using me as like someone to aspire to be with but you actually love jennifer this girl you've known for 20 years or whatever not 20 years 16 years or whatever i feel like there's a a movie kind of like that i just can't put my finger on it but yes that would be great yeah anyway it's a hundred dollar donation but this is also 2004 what's a hundred dollars in 2004 money is 162 dollars and 55 cents technically that's not as bad as i thought that's not terrible i mean it is 62.5 percent inflation inflation since 2004 but i thought it was gonna be like a hundred i thought it was gonna be like 240 or something like oh yeah it's not quite that bad (laughs) no that bad it's been a rough 20 years if you've lived you know it's been a rough time for us especially when we were in high school back then yeah yeah a hundred dollars in in 2004 was so much money well it's also your age at the time like my dad used to say this to me when i was a kid a hundred dollars is not a lot of money a hundred dollars extra is a lot of money yes you know what i'm saying yes uh so they raise it by collecting donations from everyone in the store which also by the way that's a pretty dumb thing to collect donations to because the odds of her winning are rare but at least it's going to a charity it goes to charity yeah i, I mean honestly that's like, a fun one i would probably do like i'd give some money to that like i i thought it would be like funny and kitschy this girl yeah. at the grocery store that we've all known forever because it's a small town is right. trying to win a date with the movie star like i'd give a three dollars to that or whatever like, of course yeah. yeah but this is also where we we cut to the office because the regional manager's there Topher grace gets another store manager of the month award yeah but he's like when do we lose you to richmond because he's going to virginia state yeah and He basically is like, well, you know, this is my timeline. But first, I have to have a discussion with somebody. And Stephen Toblowski just like automatically is like the blonde, of course. (laughs) Well, because she interrupts like she does come in the room. Yeah. And like, it's clear that Topher Grace is into her. And but like Steve Toblowski is like, yeah, good luck, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. Nice try. And this is before Tad Hamilton enters her life. Yes. Just tell her about the six smiles, the six kinds of smiles. Man, I thought that the smile stuff was insane. That shows very troubling behavior. No, 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 no. Everyone's little texts that they send their significant other that are sweet all sound insane without context of a relationship. That's true. That, I, I agree with you. All of us have said some dumb, crazy ass shit to people we care about. Part of the pact of a relationship is that. They take that stuff with them and they don't make fun of us about it later on. What's the dumbest thing you've ever texted someone, Mikey? Oh. I love you. <laughs> that is exactly what I was thinking you were going to say when I set up that joke. Love it. Now we can move on, Paige. We got there. All right. We got there. I know, I know comedies. <laughs> I mean, but I've said some weird ass. Mikey, when you said that just now, I was like, oh, shit. No, I've done that, too. I mean, it's like, you have the best finger. Like, your finger's so pretty. Like, people say stupid <laughs> shit like them to each other Where all the time. Where was that finger going? Mikey, what were you guys discussing? Your toes. But that's the thing. Anything sounds 
oh, you have a great calf or like your leg or your arm or your everything for you is very body part related, but not like sexy body part, but like body parts you might want to eat. If somebody told me I had great calves, I would be worried. Well, first off, that's that's a great compliment because calves are not something that a lot of people have that are it's a genetic. There's a genetic component to that in and as well. doesn't matter how much you work out. Sometimes you never get good calves. Mikey says that like someone with chicken legs and he doesn't I have don't. chicken legs like Mikey's I have got great a good, calves. Yeah. Mikey's got a good set. You know what I'm saying? I used to work out with a pro boxer. Yeah. And he was in so much better shape to me. And then this was like the, when I was in the best shape of my life. I was like, this is a while back. <laughs> but we would work out together at 5 a.m. every morning. And I was worse than him and everything boxing. Like the, the whole thing worse. You don't have to say that. You said he was a pro boxer. I get it. Like, yeah, I think you're a good boxer. You're not as good as a pro. But I had bigger calves. So we would like end oh. every workout. <laughs> and he's like, good job trying to keep up. And I was like, you know, your calves are, you know, still small. And he would just get so pissed, and it was so funny. <laughs> like, I could just, like, press that one button anytime. You, much like a middle school girl, can hit someone where they're most vulnerable. Like that John Mulaney bit. Yeah, this guy looked like a Greek god. Like, his abs had abs. Yeah. And I would just be like, you've been working on your calves, though, bro? Because it's, like, not it's not looking good, so good, you know? <laughs> and he's, like, in the back of his head, he's like, every fucking day I'm working on them calves. Uh-huh. Every fucking All day. All I have to say is, we tell our loved ones weird stuff out of context. Yeah. I agree. For example, hold on. Wait, are you going to read us something like from the DMs? I think she's going through. Are you going through the DMs page? I was going to see if anything weird had been nothing romantic. We send each other a lot of memes. Well, you guys also live together. Like, uh, I mean, same for like Natalie and my texts, right? But like all the romantic, sexy shit we say to each other in person because we live together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First off, some of it's probably romantic or and or sexy, but most of it's going to be like, oh, your fucking chubby cheeks. They look so fucking hot. I want to I want those chubby cheeks. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? That is that is what I'd say if someone said that to me or I heard someone say that. And they were talking to someone who wasn't six months old. I'm saying out of all three of us, you have the weirdest baby names, uh, weird weird nicknames for partners is, is you over there. I have nicknames for my animals. I'm not a nickname person. That's just me. But like Mikey had prided himself on being a good sexter. But this is throwing all of that into question because oh, all I'm of not these talking examples. About, I'm not talking about sexting. I'm talking about emotional, weird, vulnerability stuff. Not, not sex. Let's just be like, your laugh makes, I like stay up at night and your laugh is so nice. Well, you know, like high school level love letter stuff. No, Mikey, I know exactly what you're talking about. And it is not sexting. <laughs> it is more embarrassing than if you uh-huh. saw the sexting. You know, I agree, Mikey. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I will read the sexting. I mean, that is straightforward. When you actually like someone and yeah. text them stupid shit. Yeah. It is like the basking in the afterglow with someone you truly love after sex. Uh-huh. Like that is its allegory. It is like that emotional, stupid shit you say to someone you actually love. And you'd be like, oh, I want to be with you until you're old and shit your pants and I clean up your <laughs> shitty pants because exactly. I love you so much. Yeah, it's exactly that, Mikey. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That kind of stupid shit that I'm talking about. Yeah, it is very much the, oh, I think I can grow old with this bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love this woman. Yeah, it's that kind of stuff. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's not the, I want to ravish her. It is the, I want no, no, to no. grow old and watch her shit herself. 
kind of old stuff. I get turned on thinking about doing our taxes every year together at the oh. kitchen table, doing little arguments. I can't wait to file jointly with that ass. Uh huh. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Oh my! God. I think I think my relationship is very very different. Yeah, but I know what you're talking about, Mikey, and you're not wrong. People listening agree with us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it may be a guy thing, or they're lonely, or they're weird. They're like Paige. Oh. I hey, I you know what? Sometimes you just high five and make toast after sex. Like, good job. I mean, yes, yeah, sometimes you, Jake's a like, sweet guy. I'm sure Jake has said some sweet things. Oh, and, yeah. and I appreciate well, you, you know, like going to bat for him right now, but like I've he said sweet things to me when I stayed with you. So like I know that it's in there. He said sweet things to me and I just came over. Did he talk about your chubby cheeks? Yeah. <laughs> so I texted him right now. Do I have nice calves? Cause I don't know. Uh, and he said, no, but the heifers are pretty docile and sweet. That was a livestock joke. <laughs> yeah, Aww. I love it. I love it so much. Chubby little cheeks. <laughs> anyway, we cut to Tad Hamilton's house where he is making out with a woman who is literally on screen for half half a blip of a second. But that woman is moon blood good. Who she she has been in a ton of stuff, but also I just always remember her name because it's the fucking coolest name I've ever heard. Because it sounds like the new divinations teacher at Hogwarts. Like that's yes. an insane name. Or like some sort of assassin. I love it. It's oh, one yeah. of the coolest names yeah. ever. They're about to invade England in 1215 if their name is that for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Moon Bloodgood. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Moon Bloodgood was in Terminator Salvation, the Terminator that time forgot, but she's done a ton of stuff. But she's literally just a blip in this movie. She's in 20 forgettable science fiction films from the early 2000s. A hundred. But also she was on like CSI and Burn Notice. Oh, and all actually, the, like. Okay, so I didn't know who we were talking about. Yeah, yeah, And then yeah. I looked her up and I was like, oh, I know her. She's great. I know who this is. Yeah. yeah. Moonblood good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I happened to pause it to go do wifely duties. And like, it was on the screen. I was like, Moonblood good. We're just going to skip past the middle part of that sentence, I guess. Okay. Yeah, sure. We're just going to move on because after that, what we skipped over, there was no sweet thing said. <laughs> Paige just went about there, her there day. Was, there was, are you going to eat the leftover pizza? I was like, yeah, I'm going to stay up and eat the leftover pizza. <laughs> also, that peanut butter fudge turned out fucking amazing. Thank you, baby. It was delicious. Dude, I, peanut butter fudge is my favorite. I saw when you posted that, I was like, oh, I love peanut butter fudge. It is because I love peanut butter fudge too. The peanut butter fudge I made unfuckwithable it is yeah Woo, that's the best peanut butter fudge i've ever had that surprises me zero page i would love it was great anyway uh we cut back and forth between him and topher grace's night and topher grace i think it's supposed to seem down to earth and sweet versus tad hamilton looking very lonely in his pristine house alone. I actually like this moment for Tad Hamilton because Tad Hamilton has had this like harsh realization, I think with his agent manager, the Richard Levy's and he's like, shit. Okay. Maybe the vapid life that I've been living is a lonely life. And maybe I should stop choosing to live it. And Topher Grace is just dancing around listening to Barry White, which I've done. I mean, I've done exactly what Topher Grace is doing. In this moment, I was fine with it until he sat down to read Flannery O'Connor's A Good Man is Hard to Find. And I was like, hat on a hat. <laughs> like, this is a little <laughs> on the nose. Yeah, Whew. I get it. 
I really did love. Okay, so they make a call to it in the very beginning. He when he's reading Modern Grocer, the newspaper Modern at the beginning Grocer of this, newspaper? I was like, I love whoever wrote this into the script. This is ridiculous, and I'm here for it. Hilarious. Yeah. But we cut to them all going out for darts, uh, or at the bar they're playing darts, and yeah. this is where his two friends, Kate Bosworth and uh, Jennifer Goodwin, who can, we have not talked about Jennifer Goodwin's hair. Um, holy hair and hair clips, Batman. (laughs) I think Jennifer Goodwin is gorgeous. And they're like, we have to be aggressive to make her uglier than Kate Bosworth. I think that's what they did in this movie. Cause I mean, I mean, she is like the ugly best friend character, I guess, but she is not ugly. She is just a best friend who clearly reads her smut. I was like, oh, this is like page in a vibe i think because <laughs> oh i loved her <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah they're like very over communicative of like things they're like into and uh it's just so silly she's so expressive it's great i love it it's so funny but and so here's the thing about jennifer goodwin she has a very round face that's just the shape her face is yeah she does yeah and i think over time she has learned the best haircuts for that this is not one of them. Oh, I assumed they did this to her on purpose to like. I think so. To like make her not as hot as the main character, or the main the main actress, I should say. The, re- remember also, this is two thousand four. This is peak like thin is in. Yeah. Like oh yeah, anorexia chic. Like it is the worst because she is also very very thin because it's the time. But that haircut puts twenty pounds on her. And and it just like again, there's no judgment on that twenty pounds. Trust me, I have carried my fair share. But like, it is such a a weird look for her face. And then they just like color it and change it. The length of her sh- hair changes multiple times in this movie. Yeah, I couldn't stop looking at it. It would be like if I had a bowl cut. You had a bowl cut. Bowl cut. No, I mean that's what it, this, this that's what it would be like. It would be like oh yeah. How do we make you look? Like put me put put a bowl cut on him. Yes, yes. I think for me it would be uh, make him look like exactly he did uh, like four yeah. years, five years after this movie, which would be long hair, goatee, flannel shirt, jean jacket. Oof, magoof, my guy. It's terrible. Oh, if you've been to a live show, you've seen the photo. Yes. <laughs> He looked aggressively older than he does now. Yeah, yeah, which is uh, hard to Wild. do. Twenty years ago, yeah, yeah. My my hair at this time. I think I was still rocking crispy bangs. Kind of like she. Yeah, I was going to say, that's kind of like what she's got. She's got in this movie. I mean, it was a vibe at the time. It was. It's not really for everyone. I mean, I've seen people pull off this kind of thing, but they usually have like high cheekbones and very angular face shapes. Yeah. Uh, And hers is more round, which I think they did on purpose again to like, quote, ugly her up. Yeah, to make her look bad. Good luck. But yeah. Uh, anyway, as they're driving back from the bar, there's a news crew at the house because she won the date with Tad Hamilton. Oh, the plot yeah. begins. I love the way they do that. Yeah. That, that, it's literally just that one shot of her screaming. Yeah. I like the way they do that because we can yada yada through all that. I also like that she wins like early in the movie because I, I thought like yeah. a lot of it would be just like building up to this moment that ultimately lets her down and then she goes back to Topher Grace or whatever. Yeah. I really like that it was like she won. They're going to have the date and then Tad's going to pursue her. Yeah. And what does that do to her? I like that uh, aspect of the movie quite a bit. Correct me if I'm wrong. Bye bye birdie. Because it is a musical. I have seen that musical. Have you? You've seen it? Yep. I believe she wins that contest like half 
way through, or at least to the end of the first act. I think it is. No, I think it is the end of the first act, maybe. Yeah. But that's when Rosie dumps. Oh, shit. Rosie's the character. In, this is a ripoff of my, Bye Bye Birdie. Yeah. Because Rosie's the main character, right? Rose Rosie Alvarez is the secretary that comes up with the publicity stunt. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, and it's one last kiss before he goes to war. Yeah, that's what she wins. Yeah. Yes. It's supposed to be like a spoof of Elvis getting Elvis. drafted. Elvis right? going yeah. to war. Yeah, Elvis getting drafted. Elvis wanted to be a weird war hero. That's also why he tries to get deputized as a member of like like the, um, the DEA page. It was the DEA. He met with Nixon and he Nixon yes. gave him a badge. Like you can see there's a photo of it in the Oval Office and Elvis is high as shit in that photo. Yes. It's yes, so it's funny. It's so funny. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Anyway. So they win and then they immediately yada yada yada. She's getting to the airport. Well, and like Topher Grace's character is like trying to be like a supportive friend, but also is like super overbearing and it makes it seem like he feels like he owns Rosalie's character and it's real gross. I really hate it. He says a couple hilarious things in this scene that are all gross. Yeah. But first, but also uh, you can tell this was written before 2001 because they take her all the way to the gate. Yes. They are at the gate with her. And I was like, ah, Oof, that yeah. is not possible anymore. Not possible at this point, but it was possible before. But what he says in the scene that made me laugh out loud now as an adult, uh, but also it's real gross and he definitely feels like he has some ownership over here over her. He's like, guard your carnal treasures because I bet he slept with 15 to 20 women as if that's like the most horrifying amount because this is 2004. They're both like shocked and awed by that number. They're like, like, he would never. <laughs> I was like, he's famous. The fact that number is even a thing people care about is nuts. Like, but they're like, Clutching their pearls at 15 or 20. Look, here's, I don't care what, what your number is, but also this is a famous person. Right. Like, this is a hot, famous person. Yeah. Like, I expect <laughs> that number to be crazy hot because people are just throwing themselves at Well, I it. think that the movie's playing it like, man, aren't they naive? At least I hope yes, that's what they were playing I at. hope. Yeah. I think so. I think this is meant to be a joke. They're I sheltered hope. and naive people. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because they also believe that he's the person from his movies, which like, <laughs> no, that's not how that works. Right. That's not how acting works. Um, but he also does give her Pringles because he remembered her Pringles conversation they had in the break room. But then again, he's like, guard your cardinal treasure. And I was just like, hmm. Ugh. Yeah. It's gross. It's, he doesn't He doesn't have a say in what she does with her body at all. And the fact that he's just like, if you don't, you're a whore. You're just like, no. Oh, no. He's like yelling it at her at the gate. Like, what are we? Shut up, Topher. Ugh. Let her go Ugh. fuck Tad Hamilton or whatever she wants to do. Yeah. Like, who gives a shit? It doesn't have anything to do with you. She doesn't even know that you like her. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thus begins the Los Angeles montage set to... Honestly, of the California songs, they could have picked the worst one, personally. But the We Got More Bounce in California. I was oh, like, yeah. I'd Ugh. never heard that song. I was like, oof, you couldn't afford Tupac, I guess. So we got this. I'm sure they couldn't afford Tupac. Yeah. But there's also, at this time... Oh, when did that other song come out? I mean, every Red Hot Chili Pepper song is out at this time. <laughs> and you could have true. used any of those. They have like 
a million songs that drop California's name. But these were all, those were like new songs back then. I know they were, yeah. But also, yeah, I mean, they they picked the worst one. I mean, I honestly didn't know it was a song that was even on the radio. Like, it oh, sounds yeah. like a song that like somebody wrote because they couldn't afford California Love by Tupac. Tupac is the best choice always. Yes. Always. California Love. It's the best. Like that that goes the hardest. <laughs> like always. Always. Yeah. Anyway, they pass a woman in a bikini with a sign that says, I left my clothes in San Francisco. Then they pass a guy on a Segway because Segways were brand new. <laughs> I met the guy who invented the Segway. Before he took a Segway off a cliff. Yeah. Actually, that was the that was their main investor, and that is a true uh, story, but it wasn't Dean yeah. Kamen who uh, invented it. Oh, that's right. That's right. That guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not ask him about it, though, but I did do research when someone was like, oh, yeah, Dean invented the Segway, and I was like, did that motherfucker die? <laughs> yeah. But like he didn't. It was the investor. I looked it up before I met him because I was like waiting. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, so there's a dog in a car seat or, or like a, a like a pram, like a stroller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the uh, montage we were talking about, right, though? Because yeah. it's like everything's supposed to be crazy. And like the first yes. three are aggressively like normal for today. Right. Kids on leashes. Yeah. Nor Although kids on leashes was a common joke at the time. Yeah. Where people made fun of kids that are on leashes. And I'm here to say, put your kids on a leash. I still think kids on leashes is funny. I think it's funny, too. It's funny and functional, though, which is what I think yeah. Paige was saying. Yeah. No, put them on leashes. They have the cool backpack leashes now do it uh um, yeah that way they learn boundaries <laughs> i i prefer the invisible fence that is just like a 30 feet proximity from the parent uh, uh, and then uh, they just uh, get uh. shocked if they ever leave that proximity i i worked in retail too long and saw too many kids get hurt or people attempt to snatch kids in public Keep your kids close to you. And yeah. if that means a leash, I got no judgment for you. Me either. Like if I, if I ever see a leash in public on a child, I'm like, oh, there's a reason they did that. Oh, yeah. Just responsible. So that kid ran towards the street too many times. <laughs> there's a story behind that leash. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a leash as a kid for a while. I had like a little wrist one or whatever. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, and then they have $9 lemonade, which is supposed to be outrageous, but I'm like, maybe it's the Panera kind that kills you. <laughs> they literally just settled that suit, didn't they? Like, like that, that, I guess we could say that officially happened, maybe? I don't know. Two different people. I, You know what the most shocking thing about that story is? The amount of caffeine, as someone who drinks way too much fucking caffeine, even I was like, yikes. No, I was shocked that two people in the America still go to Panera. Oh, I go to Panera. I fucks with Panera. I went to Panera this week. We had a gift card. Panera's trash. I hate it. Anyway, he we cut to Tad Hamilton in his giant closet that is the size of my bedroom, and he's picking an outfit. And I do like that Sean Hayes is like, can I have this? Can I try this on? Just like, that's his like... That he's decided that his actor's secret is he has no clothes. Um, <laughs> anyway, this is where they're like, hey, we picked the girl to win the thing, which they definitely like. It was not a random. They definitely picked her. No, they're like, she's hot. Let's pick her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We absolutely do not see that. But like, that's probably how it shook out because she is hot. Right. Well, and they're they're trying to do a very specific PR thing. Yes. And so they they picked her from a rural place and she's hot. Like yes. this is someone we can put in yeah. photographs. Because they're trying to make him seem like the hometown boy next door, which would be like small yes. towny. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, guys. 
it was just fate. Just like Love is Blind randomly picked people who are already attractive. It's just <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just fate All that these skinnies. attractive people go on television. <laughs> yes, you're right. It was 1000% Netflix's new Lachey produced film Fate. That is just like everyone who's already hot finding love. Are you hot and ready to fight? Come on, Arsh. <laughs> wow, that sounds like a good tagline. <laughs> fight for love. F- fight for love? Oh, no. I feel like this sets a dangerous precedent. It does. But yeah, no, I think they, they picked. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, so they tell him, they're like, all right, no brown liquor or cigarettes. Uh, and he's like, are, are you sure this is still a thing? Because I saw Ashton Kutcher drive by the other day and he looked happy. And they're like, he's happy for other reasons. <laughs> they also reference him again later when he's like, am I getting punked? And they're like, no, <laughs> because that's the era this was. Yeah, that was a thing that was going on at that time. Unfortunately, he got punked in the end. Yeah. And Topher Grace comes out being the most palatable that 70s show uh, character. Yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> Who would have thought? I mean, he was the first one to leave. Who would have thought? I know. He was the first one to leave. He knew. He did. I think he knew. Yeah. And yes, I I know Laura Prepon is out as well, too, but she did a lot of shitty stuff before she got out. Yeah. So, and she helped hide Danny Masterson for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I've heard Topher Grace is like a good dude. Like, yes. No, I, I know people who have met him. N- nobody has anything but good things to say about working with Topher or meeting Topher. So, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, sure. I've never met him. Would love to. Would love to meet Topher if you want to grab a coffee and you're in town. But like, I yeah, whatever. I don't care. Let's hang out, Topher. Yeah, like he does seem like he'd be a nice guy. But like, I sort of feel that way about like most people in Hollywood because I don't fucking know them and I just see them on TV or in movies. So like, I don't know. You shouldn't. You shouldn't feel that way. I do not feel that way. <laughs> no, I know, and I and I know that's not necessarily true. I just don't fucking know these people. Nor do I really care. I really don't care. I try not to. It depends on the person. I care. I would like I would like people to be good people. Oh, I want people to be good people, but like I don't care to meet everybody. You know, like I I, I oh, respect yeah, and like everybody. what you do, but like whatever. I just go ahead and I I I assume if you're rich and famous, you're probably a dick. Yeah, that's my big worry, right? So like you don't ever want to meet your heroes. That's what they say. So like I I have found that there there are two there are three kinds, right? There are the people who are rich and dicks. Then there are people who are so rich and famous, they are forced to put up boundaries. Yeah. And that has made them closed off people, but I wouldn't call them dicks. I would say this is like. No, 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 no. I could definitely see that. Yeah. Yeah. You just had, this was something you had to adopt as a necessary measure. That's more like self-preservation than like them being a dick. I get it. Yeah. Yes. Hello, Todd. It's Mikey. Hello, Mikey. It's Todd. (laughs) I need to tell you something. Mikey, it's fine. You'll be a great dad. That's. We're going to table that. But <laughs> on that table is a delicious factor meal. Yes! What a transition! Oh, my God, guys. This actually is a factor ad. That was amazing, Mikey. Mikey here for factor meal. All of the the pod. Heck, yeah. We're going to table it. Delicious, already fresh-made meals. Never frozen. It takes two minutes to warm up. Just like Mikey does. I have a busy schedule. I work all day. I have fun too much. I also work at night. I also have too much fun. And I (laughs) have a problem with words. Yeah, words is one. Uh, (laughs) Ordering out is another one. Same. I ordered out tonight. Yes. I literally got, let's just say a factor equivalent meal for Natalie and I. And it was like $48. 
what it could have been way less with Factor. Yeah, and I, I struggle with proportions. And Factor comes pre-proportioned, pre-prepared, chef re ready. I've used it before. Before they even advertised on the podcast, I used Factor meals, especially when I was working a lot during the COVID lockdown. I mean, that was the best time to get on board with Factor, except for right now, because <laughs> Factor is giving 50% off to all of our listeners. If they go to factormeals.com slash romancingthepod50 and use code romancingthepod50 to get 50% off. That's code romancingthepod50 at factormeals.com slash romancingthepod50 to get 50% off. That's a good deal. Do it. And they have an easy-to-use app. And they never require me to talk about the app. Mikey, that was the end of the ad. That was the I end know. of the ad. <laughs> I'm, I'm still going. All right, Factor Meals. <laughs> Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Anywho, so at this point, we're only 18 minutes into this movie. Oh man, we're an hour and 26 into the podcast. <laughs> and I was like, it's so unhinged already. But they go on their date. She is stumbling through. But this, I wanted to ask you guys, who would you go on a date with? Like, carte blanche, go on a date with, and would you be able to actually talk to them and have a date with them, or would you be too starstruck? Sydney Sweeney. Did you say Cindy Sweeney? <laughs> I, you know what? Good for you. Good for you. I could see that for you. She's got a good set of chompers. Yeah. Yeah, she does. She does got them teeth. I saw that Anyone But You movie, and I really, really liked it uh, this week. I heard it was terrible. <laughs> I don't think he liked the movie, Paige. I heard it was terrible. I did not think it was terrible. I think it is a romantic comedy, and if you go into that expecting that, then you're going to like it. Because to me, unlike this one, it goes unhinged in a way that I like in my romantic comedy. Nice. Right. Okay. There's uh, two helicopter rides that uh, w one is not enough. Two is where you go over the top and I'm like, I'm back in. That's 365 <laughs> level. Heck yeah. It's <laughs> two helicopter rides. All right. Sydney Sweeney. All right. No, I, I think she is striking and beautiful in a way that is unconventional. And I am kind of surprised. I like it's definitely the teeth, but like. You know, that was an interesting choice. All right, Todd. I don't really have anybody. Interesting. She's my celeb crush. I follow her on Instagram. Oh, Mikey. Oh, my my thing was like, would I pick someone that I want to talk to that I could actually talk to and have a good time? I or would do pick I... some. Yeah, I would definitely. Or do I you mean... pick someone that you're just like, oh, my God. Like, if I don't move, he can't see me. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, how do you know? Like, I don't know. That's true. You don't know until you get there. You might find out they're, they're assholes, but, you know. Yeah. Never know. That would be my concern with, like, anybody I picked, regardless of gender. Because, like, when you were saying, like, would you want to pick someone you would want to talk to? Like, right. for me, I would probably pick a director of photography that I like a lot. That like nobody really knows, but largely because I would be like, how did you do this thing? How did you achieve this effect? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And they would be like, I hate this. Get me away from this person. Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I don't want to talk about work at dinner. You know, like I would be the asshole at that dinner. I want to have an unhinged 
non-related date with a famous person might be like, we're going to go bungee jumping. Yeah. And we're not talking about movies. <laughs> we're not talking about movies. <laughs> Yeah. Um, like I've met Edgar Wright a couple times. I've never been able to get a full sentence out. <laughs> so I'm like, oh really? Oh, and he's an incredibly nice guy. If I met Edgar Wright at a Starbucks, I'd be like, excuse me, why are you cutting line? Like I don't, I wouldn't recognize <laughs> him for anybody. Although I do really respect and like his work. Yeah. I just don't. I don't see him a lot. It would be easier for me to pick like a same sex. Dude, to be like, I would have a beer with him. To just hang with? Yeah. Yeah. I would rather do that. It would be less pressure, I think. Like, I don't want to go on a date with anybody. I want to have a beer with James Marsden. Okay. That's probably possible. <laughs> I've met James Marsden, and he was aggressively nice to me. He's a nice dude. Yeah. Everyone says he's super nice. Yeah. I, we were both waiting to get on the same plane, and one of his kids was, like, playing with a little ball. This is years ago, because they were kid-ass kids. And it like yeah. rolled over and hit me in the foot and he apologized. And I said, no problem, Cyclops. And he goes, <laughs> it's hard to fly anywhere. I'm sorry. And, and I was like, don't worry about it. Your no secret safe with Cyclops. me. And he goes, and to everyone else in this tarmac. And then he went and sat back down and he like, it was like, we were just like joking back and forth. He was aggressively <laughs> nice. He lives no here, problem, right? Our, our, his family lives here. Oh, he does, so yeah. Funny. He was really good in that uh, that jury duty uh, re yeah, reality yeah. show too. Yeah. yeah, jury duty was really fun. But I, he just seems nice. He he was super nice to me at least. Jason Schwartzman was really really super nice to me uh, the one time. He would be fun to have a beer with. He too. would be that. I honestly, as I was like, who would I pick that I could like talk to? And I was like, Jason Schwartzman would be a, a good time. <laughs> Uh, because the the one time I met him, he was like super nice and super fun and just hung and talked and was a blast. I could probably do Henry Cavill for different reasons than you, but like he's pretty dorky. And I could probably talk that yes, up with him. I would send you guys to scope it out. Mikey, <laughs> you and I should go on a bro date with Henry Cavill mm -hmm. because I do think he would actually enjoy it then because we uh, are both yeah, nerds. Probably. If it was Paige, she would just be like, yeah, I would just be sitting there. Say, I don't even know what I would do. I'd be like, "Do you think Rebel Moon ripped off Warhammer?" And blah blah blah. And then he would be like, blah, blah. "No, it's Star Wars. It's it aggressively ripped off Star Wars. They sent it to Lucas first. There's some, yeah. I mean, there's some Warhammer elements. Like he just combined a bunch of shit into yeah. like what it is. But like honestly. I'm still going to watch it. I haven't seen it yet. I don't hate when people rip off things I love sometimes. Me either. I just hate when Zack Snyder makes movies. <laughs> That's fair, Paige. Star Wars ripped off Star Wars to make mediocre Star Wars. So after that moment, I was like, I've given up. Anyway, so I don't know who I would go on a date with. Just to circle this back to where we were. I think I'd go on a lady date with Maya Rudolph. I would go. Oh, I would love to attend. I had a big crush on her back in the oh, day. Oh, really? She's beautiful. Oh, 100% beautiful. Oh, for me, it's just I have so much respect for her as a comedic like, yes. person. She cracks her me up. Kristen Wiig, Tina Fey, like yes. Amy Poehler, all of those ladies that were at SNL. I've met Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig was really nice. Fuck, I'd love to pick their brains. I mean, all, and a lot of the guys that were at SNL too, I'd love to pick their brains. Just like... I'd, yes. So growing up, my celeb crushes were like the girls from Smallville, which was it worked. And then now as an adult, they were all in that sex cult. So like <laughs> yeah, now I was, like, say, I was like, bro, <laughs> it really ruins a lot of that magic for me looking back at my childhood, you know? Yeah. In all fairness, Mikey changed his name to Randolph from Ranieri. Oh, no. 
no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, here's a here's a good question. Who who would you have gone on the who would you have gone on the date with in 2004? Because that's pre Cavill times for me. It would be, yeah. It would probably been Kristen Keurig from Smallville back then. I mean, like that's I mean, I was very into Smallville back then. Either Ryan Gosling or James Franco, I think. Kristen Dunst back then as well. Oh, Kristen yeah. Dunst, yeah. Man, if this was 2004, probably Christina Aguilera. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. If we're talking 2004, Todd, I I cannot I cannot even picture you and Christina Aguilera in the same room. It's so yeah. it's such a, that is the weirdest match I've ever seen in my life. She's a genie in a bottle, Mikey. But also like 2004 Todd was the worst. So like there's no way she would have had a good time. So 2004 page, it was probably Ryan, uh, Ryan Gosling, but 2005 page, it was Patrick Stump of Fallout Boy. So things change. If that lets you know how Paige's life was going in 2004, 2005, things took a sad turn end of 2004. Paige got super an emo. <laughs> no, I'd still go to lunch with Patrick Stump. <laughs> anyway, so they send him off on the date. They they go. She struggles to talk to him the whole time. There's cameras. You know, she ends up throwing up in the limo. I thought that uh, they, was very funny. And he's like smoking and like not super into it. Hasn't really noticed or asked anything about her. Yeah. The first thing he asks is like, are you all right? <laughs> yeah. And then she throws up on his shoes. He's trying to get her to sit by him because I think he's like, I'm gonna put the moves on her. She's pretty like, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I think they she never cheers it she never um toasts she doesn't and i think it's to like she's unsophisticated i think is what they're trying to oh i thought it was to like signify that they are not on the same page like they are not, not supposed to be together yeah yeah but i do love when they go into the date they're like talking to the limo driver and they're like sorry um we're gonna go into our date and the limo driver's like yeah it'll be it'll be fine or whatever i'll take care of it i'll be out here scrubbing yeah, is what he you, says. See, you hear him say in the background i'll just be out here scrubbing i guess yeah like <laughs> it's so passive aggressive i was like hell yeah but they go to a restaurant that i think is supposed to be a fancy hollywood restaurant at the time but is clearly just like whatever Panera bread or whatever they can get at the time. <laughs> it's just like blank walls, blank chairs. But this is where she says, like, your industry sounds so competitive. Like, I, I imagine you have your priorities straight that you aren't going to get caught up in all this. And he's like, uh, he's like, of course I'm not going to. What now? And she's like, so I work at the Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which also I'm like, yes, it is competitive. He probably worked very, very hard to get to where he is and he should be proud of that. Like the movie glosses it over and makes it like, well, he was pretty. And I'm like, that's a huge part of it. Don't get me wrong. Unfortunately, it is a huge part of it. Yeah. But also like it takes work and honestly, a lot of fucking luck. Yes. Like I know a lot of people who are as talented as like Hollywood actors. Yeah. And they just weren't as lucky. Like that shit is a part of it. They weren't in the right room at the right time. Exactly. Yeah. And there's a million pretty people. That That's the other thing. Like everyone's like, oh, it's just because they're pretty. I'm like, no, no, no. Hollywood is full of beautiful people. Exactly. There are enough beautiful people that even the beautiful people have to fight to be the famous beautiful person. Yeah. Like you almost have a better shot being not beautiful. <laughs> but like, you know, the, the movie really kind of downplays that he's been a successful actor for many years and should probably be proud of his accomplishments. Whatever. Yeah. Right. But they do highlight like, what do you do outside of work? And he's like, I 
I don't. Like, I have nothing, basically. And he doesn't. He's like, I don't really have any hobbies or anything. I'm kind of a boring person. I love animals. Yeah. Yeah. I did love it. He had, when he said, I have a dog and I have a cat, I was like, hey, that's what I have. And he was like, and I have a bird. I was like, okay, well, I only have two species. So is it worse to have seven animals or is it worse to have three animals, but three different species of animal bird people are a whole different breed and i don't mean that in a good or bad way it's just different my best friend's parents growing up had birds Mm -hmm. and they are awesome but they are a type of people like i love them i called them mom and dad growing up because they like that's how much i was there but like they were bird people people who are into birds are very into birds yeah my mom is super into birds we had we briefly had birds uh when at this time in like 2004 uh, we had finches uh, yeah. and they have to be in pairs. And then one of them got a giant tumor and pecked the other one to death while we slept. I'm back in. Okay. Well, this story is less fun to talk about. And that was the last set of birds we had. Yeah. We never had birds again after that. We're like, this is a horror show. I wouldn't let government drones into my house. <laughs> That's a good call. <laughs> Good call. But there's not a reason real. I know what the word ornithology means, and it's not because of the house I was raised in. <laughs> no, it's, it's definitely Mr. Hensley. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we cut back to West Virginia where he's like, what do you think they're doing right now? And uh, Jennifer Goodwin's like, I don't know, uh, probably like breathlessly balls deep in each other. <laughs> She is so over like communicative about what she thinks she's doing, what she wants to do to Tad Hamilton later. Oh, yeah. Like, I, this is very page vibes to me. This is very, I read my smut and am proud of it vibes. And I was here for but it. But I, I would also keep those thoughts inside. In like in Henry Cavill's presence, because no, I, I know, wouldn't... but she is like you with no filter. I, yeah, I wouldn't want to make him uncomfortable. When she says what she says to Tad Hamilton, I was like, I could see Paige saying that as a joke. Thinking, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, we cut back to the date, and she's got a retainer, but they're basically humanizing her. Yes, and it's almost like he's marveling at it. It's like, oh, she's not. She is different. I think he's sort of falling for her small town charm, which she does have some. And I think that that did not come through at like him walking her to the limo and then the the dinner because she was just like super fucking nervous, which I get. Yeah. Yeah. But they end up in after, you know, dinner, they're in the limo and he asks her to go back to his place. Yeah. And she says, sure. Yeah. She says yes. And she does go. And then when they get there, like she won't come in past the doorway, which I thought was cool. Yeah. She like stands there and he's like making sure they're alone and they are alone. He like gets drinks and I think wine maybe, but she like stops. Yeah. She's like, Hey, I think maybe we should call it right here. This is not what I want to do. And he's just like, wow. I talked about this earlier because he does respond like, Oh shit. I don't hear that very often. And he almost, he may even say it, but he always is like, good for you. Yeah, he does say good for you. Yeah. And and is like, all right, like, I'll take you home. No biggie. But he like aggressively embraces her no. And this is like, everyone should do this. Just like aggressively embrace the no. Yep. Because he's like, not only will I let you go without doing what I think might commonly happen to women who say, sure, I'll go back to your house. Sure. And then at the, in the moment, they're like, no, no, thank you. Yeah. If that happens, get them a car go home let them go home yeah but they go in the limo he kisses her goodbye it's it's just a a one little kind of peck and she 
gets to the hotel and she's like, oh my God, like freaking out. <laughs> yeah. Now, okay, here's my question. You go on a successful date with whoever your Hollywood person, Sydney Sweeney. Yes, I would do it 100%. I'd smash. They invite you back. <laughs> yeah, they invite you back, Mikey. Sydney yeah. Sweeney is getting you a glass uh-huh. of champagne. You're standing uh-huh. in her doorway and she goes, are you going to come all the way in? How do you respond to that? If I'm in this situation, I'm dying of a brain tumor. Something is happening. <laughs> Something wrong. I'm hallucinating. They don't make a wish stuff for adults like that, Mikey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Too bad. Am I going inside? 120%. Yeah. That was, that was my, I was like, even just for the story. hundred <laughs> percent. Like, yes. like going inside. I mean, I, I mean, I'm a guy. I'm a big guy too. So I mean, it's not like, I mean, like I have less to worry about or whatever, but also like. Sure. I want to see the inside of her house. Like, what does it look like? What has she got in there? What's inside your house? Yeah. What you got in that bag? What you hide in that backyard, baby what girl? What you keep in that house? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And then also, like, if you had the opportunity, a hundred, you'd smash. I mean, like, yeah. I'd be careful. Yeah, you you should definitely still use a condom because famous oh, people yes. do also Absolutely. have STDs sometimes. Always use protection in that situation for sure. Uh huh. I mean, I definitely understand why she said sure initially you know what i'm saying like it doesn't seem like this would be her first time i wouldn't have backed down i feel like the movie tries to set it up like it is oh i don't think it is trying to set it up like it is i think it's just trying to set it up like she knew it would be like a one-time night fling and she like just wasn't into that you know because when they when he moves across the country to like Try and date they her. Bone, right? Or, they I bone mean, when yeah, he comes I mean, back. Like, you would on, think right? that, they have. I mean, to. clearly they okay, didn't think about in the this. movie, think but like, <laughs> would they have? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> think about this. Okay, I smash. Then I come home and I tell you two the story. I've signed an NDA, but I had to tell you two. Naturally, of course, of course. Then she buys a house here to get to know me more. Like you two would be like, you need to worry. You, you people yeah. would be concerned, Mikey. I'd be like, I get it. He probably asked her if she wanted to watch Bob's Burgers. And she caught the feels. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. She she got a taste of that girth Brooks. I know, like, right? She's got a, uh, she also has a Bronco. We both have Broncos, so. Wait, are we talking about someone specifically? Yeah, Sydney Sweeney. Yeah. Oh, you, you do follow her on Instagram. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm okay. kidding. Sydney <laughs> Sweeney, if you are out there and single, Mikey is single. Sydney. I don't know how old she is. I'm, I hope it's not a creepy She's crush. 26. I, I looked it up. It's, okay, that's half. That's, that's close enough. Eh. It's a little dicey, but I'll let it slide. It's right on the line. It's right on the line. Jesus. It's right on the line. She would have the power because she's richer than me and famous. That is the one reason that I, it's kind of okay for me. <laughs> uh-huh. I was like, eh, yeah, all right. Oh, so I could date younger if they're richer and more powerful than me. Okay, but only like a li- 26 is still dicey. Like it's still not 26 great. 26 is too young. 26 would be way too young for me. Like I'm out. Yeah, same. Yeah, no, I know. All of my crushes are older than me, pretty much. Or my age. I don't do younger. I ain't going to train somebody. Exactly, Paige. Paige gets it. Mikey's still out here dating them youngins. Too much work. Amen. It's work no matter what. Find the one that it's not work and then marry that person, Mikey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or honestly, it's find the one you want to do the work with because it is work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, do the work. It's worth it. Anyway, I J- I go to back to Jason Statham's house and he's like, I got champagne in it. I'm like, yeah, you do. Let's go. <laughs> anyway, so that's what she does. She comes back, tells the story in great detail. And Topher Grace is a real dick about it. Yeah, because Topher Grace is the villain of this movie. Yeah. Uh, but who should show up? 
But Tad Hamilton. I love that this whole scene is like him about to tell. Yeah, yeah. It's him about to tell Rosalie that he's in love with this her. This shocked me into telling you my true feelings. He, yes. And then Tad walks right on in. Literally walks in and he goes, what's the worst thing that could happen to me right now? And it's fucking Tad Hamilton. And Katie, I think her name's Katie. Or Kathy. Kathy sees Tad Hamilton and starts screaming. Yes, yeah, screaming. But then... She's like, oh, you know, I can't go out to lunch with you. Like, I, you know, I guess I could. And Kathy's just like, you could take me down a, a road in your Camaro and just like, like shouts her fantasy. What she says is when you get back from lunch, I can accompany you back to the airport. And by such yes. and such a street, I will have done things to you that you would never have imagined or something like yes. that. I was like, good Lord. I, this woman is hilarious. So fun. Uh, and in my notes, I just have, I like Kathy. She's fucking nuts. I know. She was my favorite part. I literally wrote, Kathy is a, like a ray of like light in this sad, weird movie. Uh, anyway, they go to a diner where everyone recognizes him and they're watching him. But he's using lines from her movies to be like, I want to get close to you. like From his movies. But yeah. Yeah. I want that to rub off on me. I do love that he's like, I need to get my priorities straight and signs an autograph while he's talking to her without even looking. I thought that that was the waitress bringing them the check. I thought it and was And he signed too, it like a fucking oblivious douche. And maybe that is what happened. It, it is not 100% clear that might be. It's not. It. You're right. Because she does just like walk away. She just walks <laughs> away. Anyway, meanwhile... Topher Grace is like, I'm not worried. He's not her type. And Kathy's just like, um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I thought that that was very funny, too. I, I literally wrote in my notes, oh, man, this is like some wishful thinking kind of shit. But, I mean, they say that immediately. She's like, yeah, like rich and handsome and famous. Yes. Like, whose type would that be? Yeah. Uh, mm, yep. Who knows? Uh, but then she comes back to work after where we get a brief cameo from Octavia Spencer. Love because it. Octavia Spencer is in this movie in a bit part. Yeah. <laughs> underutilized. I mean, at this time, she was underutilized in everything she was in, for sure. Yes. Uh, but she's a co-worker with a cough. It's great. But we also cut to Tad at the motel checking in. And the, uh, the concierge is uh, a little... A little too, too into Tad. Interested. Yeah. A little too into Tad. He said he's a fast learner when he wants a massage. Hey, I would be too. Oh, yeah. Josh Demel's hot. So, back at the store, Topher Grace is harassing his coworker to pressure them into a closing shift for romantic reasons. Yeah, I mean, he's like saying Octavia Spencer's sick, and she's like, Am I? Yeah. And he's like, Yeah, you've been coughing all night. Cough right now. And he, she coughs, and she's like, I guess. Yeah. And, and, you know, but like, there's no way Rosalie's not going to go. So she's just like, hey, I'm, yeah. I'm going like figure out your shit, which is like what you should say to your boss in that situation, <laughs> because that's their job to figure out staffing issues. I also, though, like even though she air quotes doesn't know that that Topher Grace likes her specifically pressuring someone to take shifts to avoid having them go on a date, which is his stated intent. Oh, yeah. That's full on harassment. Yes. Yeah. He is the villain of this movie. Absolutely. Yeah. I do love Octavia Spencer in this scene because like when it ends and she's just like, I'm going deal with it. And Octavia's like, I, I think I do feel something in my lungs. Though. <laughs> I think I do have a cough. And he's like, you're working. I love that. We also get a cameo from Mr. Pig in this scene, which is Piggly Wiggly's mascot. We had Piggly Wiggly's in Nashville when I was a kid. And then 
they went away because Nashville is no longer a small enough town for Piggly Wigglies to exist. I don't know what it is, but Piggly Wigglies only exist in like rural towns. I have never seen one. Yeah, well, no, like, I've, I've never been oh, inside one. I've, I saw one at a distance in the town where Jake's family lives. Yeah. That's the only time I've ever seen one. Yeah. Anyway, we cut back to the hotel room where Tad is on the phone with his agents who are like, hey, where are you? Uh, you need to come back now because you're after you have sex with this girl that you are going to forget why you came out there in the first place, please. But I do love that Nathan Lane just says, come back to L.A., have dinner with an actress who wants to advance her career and stop all of this self-destructive behavior. I literally wrote that line <laughs> in my notes and I was like, holy shit, in 2004, Nathan Lane was saying the quiet part out loud. <laughs> it was so funny. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, it's nuts. Although I do love this scene because Nathan Lane is like so funny with everything he does. He sits in that little like garden area that's like, yeah. I think supposed to be like an art thing, but it's got like a chair to like, and it's sit too next short to. Yeah. Because you can't stand. And so he stands up and hits his head like it's so funny yeah it was it was nuts but he is very much like you're gonna break her heart and it's gonna ruin all the good press we earned right with the date charity thing and that's essentially right. why uh the richard levies go out there right uh the levies richard uh yeah. so he hangs up the phone he shows up at her house he gets there and her dad is reading variety and quoting box office stats now here's my question she knows a ton about movies she's seen all of his movies do you think that they are just a movie nerd family or do you think this is her dad trying to connect with him no it's ex it's exactly that last one because you see him doing the research on his computer at the beginning of the scene yes and he, he asks her at the end of that little interaction how did i do yeah how did i do and she's like great dad and i thought that that was so sweet that he is like just a loving, supportive dad and was like trying to take an interest. And it's not like being, it's not like that I'm meeting my uh, daughter's suitor at the door with a shotgun vibe. It's like, a, right. here, I did some research on like what popular drinks are out there. And then I also right. did some research about like what your current and you know, films in the box office are or whatever. Yep. He's showing an interest. I loved it. He's trying. Yeah. He's showing an interest, but he he's like half her back by Don and no cocaine. And also does like chocolate martinis, which I know were big at the time, but like. Yeah, that's the, I think he did that because, well, OK, we also kind of find out that he had a little fling with one of the Hershey ladies back in the day. So yes. maybe it's just like something that they bonded over back in the day. And now it does, in fact, have a special place in his heart. No, chocolate martinis were big back then. Espresso is the only correct answer. I honestly oh, thought God, in that no. scene that it was like. He he had done research on like what drinks were popular in L.A. Yes. And then, you know, it's like, oh, I can pull off a chocolate martini. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like he was just trying to like welcome Josh Dumel into his home. And it was so sweet. I loved it. Anyway, they get in the car. They go to the movie theater and there's cardboard cutouts of Tad Hamilton around the movie theater, which I thought was very fun. I thought that, that was funny. Yeah. But they don't play on that kind of stuff enough. Like there's a lot of potential for that kind of humor. And this is really the only time they do that kind of a joke. It's this montage because we cut back to Topher Grace's apartment where Tad's on every channel. But some of the things that Tad, like the war movie and it's him like, no, is hilarious. Yeah. But then they cut to like like a Larry King interview where I was 13 she was I guess no 30. I was 12 she was 30 yeah. yeah I was 12 she was 30 and I was like oof magoof but also that like that's a Hollywood in joke of like so many interviews like that like 
that but that's too dark for this movie unless you're gonna go real wild with it and they don't and then that's like a throwaway thing you never we never come back to address that never like i really do feel like tad hamilton is like trying his best to do the right thing by rosalie like i get that he fucks up and he sort of steals yeah the six smile weirdness or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah but like he admits to it immediately i feel like tad hamilton's on a good trajectory for his life at the end of this movie i'm gl- I, sure i don't care that they're not together at the end of it yeah, yeah, yeah but i don't want her to be with Topher grace i just need him to be a villain like if we're gonna present him as the he needs to be a glenn Gulia. he needs yeah. to be trash yeah. and he's not uh, I do love that there's also a, a Mexican cola commercial. Miercoles cola. Yeah, but yeah. A, a Tad Hamilton Mexican cola commercial. Yeah, it's very funny. Anyway, they leave the movies. They they finish the movie and then he's, she's like, well, we could go to the diner or we could go look and park over by the Overlook uh, and marvel yeah. at the gap. And we cut to them just making out but i love that she's like two trillion gallons of water i was like bitch shut up i love (laughs) that he's just like that's fascinating as they're like making out like he's just like let's not talk about the water that can displace a battleship or whatever let's just like make out there's only one wet thing we should be discussing right now and it's not this gap right it's not this gap yeah exactly but the cops get called because Pete or Topher Grace th- calls yeah, Topher them. Grace's character is the worst. Not only does he call, he then drives out He's, there. He watches dude's them. A stalker. It's weird. Yeah, uh, but the police show up. They let them go. And dude, Rosalie knows one of those cops. Like I, I got the feeling that like one of those cops was like her high school boyfriend because she keeps calling him Tom. Yeah, something like that. And it's like, I mean, the, the cop isn't like, what are you doing with my girl or anything? But he's just like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, Rosalie. I didn't know it was you kind of vibes. <laughs> right. And I've had that happen once in high school. Yeah. I went to like a makeout spot with a girl that was behind where she worked and one of the security guards stopped and like knocked on the door and like we rolled on the window and he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know it was you. Y'all can go back to what y'all was doing. And uh, we did. (laughs) All right. Anyway, we cut to he drops her off and he's like, hey, I still like you. We can keep this going or whatever. Uh, We cut to the next day where Topher Grace is just like, who are? (laughs) It's terrible. Topher's a villain. I hate him. He's terrible. (laughs) But he does bring up. He's like, he's an actor. How do you know he's not acting with you? Which if he had not peppered the whole rest of the movie with terrible things that might have been something worth listening to yeah if tad hamilton was a secret bad dude like it would be like he's not or at least we never see that other shoe drop really or he had already told her he has feelings for her so she knows why exactly yes right 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 i do think a lot of my feelings of hate for this movie are because he thinks she knows right. that he is a romantic option for her aggressively. And he's never said that to her. And he treats her like she's done something wrong. And she hasn't. Right. And she hasn't. But I also think this phrase of he's an actor. How do you know he's not acting with you? I think he is acting with her. It's only been a week by the end of this movie. So, yeah, I yes. think he's like putting on a show for sure. And, and I don't think that is malicious. No, I don't think anyone is their true self a week into a new relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, but it's also Tad. And the second he gets the part he's been wanting, he's kind of over it. Like, I, I do think this was kind of a role for him. Because he's no one is being honest with him ever. And so I think 
the idea of him being honest with other people isn't really a reality in his life. Again, I don't think it's done maliciously, but yeah. I do think Topher Grace is right here. But like, you're never going to receive that message in a positive way when right. you're acting the way that he is. Yeah. Anyway, Tad shows up and he bought a house. And at this point, everyone should be worried. I thought this shit was hilarious because it happens on the back of Topher Grace, like in her face being like, he's going to bang you a few times and then leave. He's never going to stay here and put down roots. And then he interrupts that conversation holding what I assume is the papers to the house. And he's like, right. I bought a house. We're putting down roots <laughs> is what he literally said. That's right. It's... He does say that. Yeah. Oh, Which is God. even more troubling. And then they go to his house because he invites Jess Rosalie and Topher and Grace is go. like, I'd love to go. He like butts into the conversation. And then Kathy being the best part of this movie just like raises her hand really excitedly. Yes. And I thought that that was hilarious. But my favorite part of this movie is them arriving at this farmhouse like ranch, really. Yes. And Tad Hamilton giving them the tour that he must have gotten Four hours ago from the realtor. Right. Like, right. He has not lived there a night and he's giving other people a tour. I thought it was so funny. Well, and he's good at all the farm chores because A, he's in shape, but B, he's like, I've played farm people a lot. Okay. I have a confession to make. And I think it's just because I've reached a certain age that when I was driving home yesterday from Asheville, where I spent uh, part of my Christmas with my mom and my family, I, I was like thinking to myself, I think I'd like to like chop wood recreationally, like for like exercise and to like, you know, whatever. I'd like to build a fire pit in my backyard and like chop my own wood for that fire pit. And then it's I saw, not great for you exercise wise, oddly enough. I've chopped wood a lot in my life. I enjoy the activity right. of it. It's like yeah, a droning yeah, yeah. Like, sort of Like a do thing. it for fun. Yeah. yeah. So like I had that thought and then I saw Josh Dumel and Topher Grace cutting wood and i was like okay but they are they are both in great shape but they're in very different types of shape i'll say sure and i was like i wonder which one i would look like and i was like oh neither <laughs> neither of these at all is what i would look like doing this the guy that i watch <laughs> chop wood on tiktok is a, a fitness instructor like yeah. he's a personal trainer is like his actual job um and he's talked multiple times he's like uh, the wood cutting is my actual like business like i own a tree business <laughs> he's like but it's not great for workouts it's kind of hard on your body so like yeah. this shouldn't be your only workout <laughs> and i was <laughs> like man imagine working out so much that you could be like this activity is not good for you <laughs> anyway <laughs> but yeah i feel I, chopping wood is really fun i think it's fun just because i like to hit things yeah same Anyway, while they were cutting wood, I was like, mm, yeah, I wouldn't look like either of these dudes. And one of them is like being made fun of. And I was like, I'd still look way worse than that guy who they're currently making fun of. Who's also like in great shape. He just doesn't like lift weights. He like does shitloads of cardio. He's lean, but he's he's not muscular. Exactly. But yeah. th this was the trailer for the movie. So like I remember was. that th this was the clip that was everywhere it was him taking off his shirt and chopping wood. And I don't know. Uh, I hope this doesn't awaken something in me. <laughs> but cut to you on TikTok. You're all your algorithm is <laughs> yeah. all dudes and kilts. Cutting 20 wood. years later. <laughs> uh, anyway, this is like fetish unlocked for that specific like <laughs> TikTok that specific content thing. that is like pretty popular amongst women your age. So it's like super, maybe maybe popular. they were right is about something in this started? trailer. Oh my yeah, God. yeah, Paige. I think it might be. Oh, troubling. Uh, anyway, they go out for darts after and Tad and Rosalie are making out at a table like Todd and Natalie at a Mexican restaurant. 
I knew this was going to come up. And they were making out way more than Natalie and I were. My, Natalie and I were just like kissing. I could see the tongues. That might be true. I don't remember specifics, <laughs> but worth it. Would do again. Oh, God. Anyway, he goes to the bathroom and Topher Grace confronts him in the bathroom. Now, I actually do like this speech from Topher Grace because he's like, I know all these things about her. Now, just knowing things about someone does not equal a relationship or any kind of romantic attachment. But what he basically says is like, I care about her. And if there's a chance that you're going to hurt her, please walk away just so you don't hurt her. Yes. Like, I'm not going to stand in the way. You win. But please don't hurt her. That sentiment I love in this scene, but it feels like it's packaged in this thing where Topher Grace is like, listen, you can have her or whatever, implying that he ever had her to begin with. Right. And it's not his permission to give. Exactly. Like, fuck you, Topher Grace. Like, what are you talking about? I do right. think that this is just like, he's a young guy. He doesn't really quite know how to deal with his feelings or whatever. If you want to justify it some way, justify it that way. But it's shitty behavior. Oh, yeah. and, I, I, and I think to him, he's like, I'm going to stop interfering. So I'm going to do this one speech and be done. Yes. And I, yeah. I think he could have done that and maybe should have. Because at, from like a friend standpoint, be like, hey, man, yeah. we all really care about Rosalie. Yeah. And we're afraid that you're like the flavor of the week and you're going to be gone. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah so yeah. like, please don't hurt our friend. Like, th there's a way to say this without making it seem like, hey, I'll let you fuck this girl I have an obsession with. Yeah. Like, it's sort of gross the way he positions it, but I do think the sentiment is good. Yeah. Um. He also, in in this moment, when he's in the, the stall, karate chops the toilet paper, which <laughs> I like. It was so I don't know why it was so funny. It was just a weird choice. There's a lot of moments in this movie where I was like, man, I like part of Tad Hamilton. I like a lot. I think... He is silly. He makes funny choices. Yes. He yes. tries to be nice and honest in all situations or most situations. Like, right. He's a guy who I feel like is like doing his best and like a recovering dirtbag maybe, but like doing his best. Right. But right. I love that. Like when Topher Grace busts in on him, clearly he was taking a shit, you know, like, yeah, he clearly was taking a two and he like, just like leans in for this conversation. Like, he isn't like, close the door, this is weird. He's just like, all right, let's do this. I love that about him. And then he aggressively karate chops toilet paper, and then Topher Grace is like, oh, yeah, I'll let you get back to the paperwork you were doing, but uh, I'm out of here. Right. It's not how I would have done it, but it, it happens. It does. Have you ever had someone walk in on you in a public bathroom like that, Mikey? In a stall? Yeah, like uh, like this or like in uh, The Nice Guys when uh, <laughs> when, it, when it's Ryan Gosling sitting down. <laughs> um, if I, I think there was a time where it either didn't lock or I forgot to lock and somebody walked in, but, uh, you learned that lesson pretty quick growing up. Of oh, like, I always it. make sure the door is locked. I, I was at a, and maybe this is why I don't like Panera now that I'm thinking about it. I was at a Panera and there was only one stall in the bathroom, but it was a, there was a urinal and a stall mm. and, um, the stall door, which I was in, it was like a big stall. Cause they have to, in those single stall restrooms, they have to accommodate handicapped stalls. Right. So it was like a big stall or whatever. And some guy walked in, hit the stall door, and it broke the latch. And the latch fell onto the floor, and the door Ooh. swung. And I, it was so far away, again, because it's the only stall, it's a handicap stall. It's, it was so far away that I couldn't close it. So the guy who walked in on me in the stall had to come further into the stall to close it for me. It was a oh, nightmare no. situation. It was immediately funny, though. Like, I, I started laughing before he left the bathroom. Oh, yeah. Which he did not use. 
I think he was so embarrassed by what happened. He just left the bathroom. I've, I've done, done that. that. Yeah. You just abort the mission. Yeah. 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 He was like, nobody has to shit this bad. I'm leaving. You you didn't do the someone's in here. Someone's in here. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, I thought he came in to use the urinal. Because, you know, oh, that's an option, yeah, you know? Yeah. But he just, like, he, like, pushed the door like you would if you didn't think anyone was in there. And the latch yeah. popped. Like, he didn't do anything uh, wrong. It's just as awkward. It's just as bad to walk in. With. I've, do oh, I've yeah, done that. Oh, yeah, no, I felt bad for him, too. And I'm like, ah, oh, no. Yeah, no, I, I felt bad for him, too. It was just, it was, like, a really funny human moment. I said, you stay away. You can have her. <laughs> you can have her. I'm going to take this shit. Uh, you're, you're lucky that this is a, a bathroom. You're oh, lucky this be. is a bathroom? <laughs> anyway, we cut back to the hotel where they are making out like they are gonna bone. Oh yeah. And wh who should pop in? But but the Levy's Richard, uh <laughs> both his agents. Uh and but this is where it's like I'm Richard Levy and I'm also Richard Levy and she's like you're both Richard Levy. And Nathan Lane just goes who isn't? <laughs> Which the is the best. perfect way to answer that question because there's no way he doesn't get that question all the time. All the time. Yeah. But they tell him he's got the part and he's like, oh my God, I should go back. He's like, wait, no, I shouldn't go back. There's no conflict for, he should go back. Like the fact that it was even a question is weird movie logic. Not only should he go back, she should go with him. Like, I think that he has displayed the like desire to grow as a person and to get to know her before they like get overly physical because they haven't had sex yet, which I think is very unrealistic in this movie. But like, yep. she should go with him. I think it's too early. I don't know that I would have gone with him. I would have been like, I'll come visit you in a week. Sure. I didn't think that her going there was a permanent thing. It's not. It's not. Yeah. I thought that she was going to go there for a while. And they were going to decide, okay, do we want to try this long distance while you finish filming the movie? I'd go. I, who am I kidding? If a famous woman who is beautiful was like, Mikey wouldn't just move. He'd quit the podcast. He'd quit his job. Like, we'd never hear from Mikey yeah. Sweeney Let's, again. I'm going to be honest with myself here, okay? Like, <laughs> I, I don't want to lie. And I don't, you know, like, <laughs> I've been at least going for a couple of weeks. I'd be like, look, I'm, I've got the PTO. I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah. I got, like, Same. I'll work from home or whatever. Same. Yeah, I'll, I'll get a, a job at a different Piggly Wiggly. Especially if it was like, I'd do it now with my career. Like, I would risk my career to follow someone famous like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, it would depend on who it was, I guess. Well, but I, I guess for me, it's different because I'd, I'd just stay home and st and still be there unless they were like we're on location and whatever but they'd be on location for your example yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but like if natalie got some part in some like series or whatever and she had to be in la for six months like i'd move to la for six months you know like i don't care yeah but i can work remotely so like i don't know that you can like remotely do a piggly wiggly job although i don't know that you would want to like stay for a piggly wiggly job i mean whatever but like no i'd be okay to leave that yeah i'd leave a retail job in a second yeah uh, yeah it's yeah uh, but i can't understand her friends and family and stuff are there it, it's a weird manufactured problem because either it is now here's the thing here's how you fix this a he's more of a villain but b you put this plot point earlier in the film and she goes, and while she's there... The other shoe drops. The other shoe drops. And it's kind of the honeymoon in Vegas problem. Like, yes. That kind of thing. Anyway, they agree that they're going to go. And they definitely fuck that night, right? I yes. don't know, but, like, wouldn't you, though? Like... A hundred. Yeah. Yeah. But he does use the six different smiles thing in this moment. Yes. To sort of convince her to go with him. Yes. I would be trying to knock or be knocked up. As soon as possible with this situation, and then you get that ticket for life. Or you get the NDA and a lot of money, at least. That's what he meant by the ticket, page. 
I know, ticket. but like, you know. What, whenever Mikey talks about having a family, he talks about having children. Yeah, not not partners. <laughs> He's openly talked about trying to find someone who he can like get arrested and send to jail after they have his children. It's troubling for sure. I don't know that I would leave children in his care. <laughs> <laughs> I think Mikey would be an amazing dad. I think yeah. for sure. For sure. Yeah. Great with kids. Yeah, he is. I've seen him with kids. He's amazing. Anyway, she's going to go back to Cali. So Topher Grace goes to the bar and he's like, I'm super sad. And the bartender's like, what's going on? And he's like, I'm in love with her. She's in love with Tad Hamilton. And the bartender's like, well, how much do you love her? And he's like, I really love her. Yes. He literally says, I've tried everything. And she goes, yeah. Oh, well, what happened when you told her? And he's like, well, I, I haven't done that yet. Well, what happened when you kissed her? Oh, okay. There's two things I haven't done. And those are like. The two things that would make me at least respect, like, his character as a romantic rival to Tad Hamilton. Right. Which I think the movie wants me to think he is, but he aggressively is not. This whole movie. This is where the best advice of this movie comes in, because he says, I don't stand a chance. And she says, but your odds always go up if you put in an application. Yes. Like, your odds of getting the job go up if you put in an application. I was like... Yes. And her advice of like, everybody is Tad Hamilton to somebody. Yeah. Th I love that. And she has aggressively been pursuing Topher Grace in this movie. Right. And so like, what she even says, you're my Tad Hamilton to him, which he right. doesn't really... He doesn't really think about He's just like Oh I could probably Manipulate her into packing For me when I leave Right but Now like, she's a friend I can use I know He treats her like shit And I love Catherine Hans character. She's amazing I know But Topher Grace Is a villain in this movie Yeah And I think the way He treats her Is an example of that Yeah So he shows up At her house And finds out She's going to California and he's like This is my last shot Kisses her And is like I love you I always have You're the one Can you what does that mean to you? Yeah, can you like please not go or whatever? Yeah, and she's like, you're saying this now after 22 years, which I think is fair. I think that's a fair thing to say. It is a fair thing to say. If I grew up with someone who I was like obsessed with, but like they never told me they liked me. Yeah. I would assume that they didn't like me like that. Yes. Right. Because they've had plenty of opportunity. Right. Which seems unrealistic at this point because they're going to bars every weekend. You think some stuff would slip out or there'd be some behavior. Oh, yeah. yeah. Somebody yeah, would yeah. get drunk. Some kiss would happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get yeah, jealous yeah, yeah. of other dudes at the bar. Like easily jealous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's like, I have to pack. I, I can't do this. And he says, what's in your heart? And she just says, I'm sorry. Yeah. And, and he says, I'm sorry too. And he leaves. Now he runs into her dad on the porch who was wearing a project green light shirt. Yes. <laughs> he is. He's also wearing a very funny shirt later as well. Wait, what's he wearing later? So when they're getting off the plane with Tad Hamilton, cause like her family goes out there too, right? No, they just take her to the plane. Oh, either way, he's wearing a shirt that says for your consideration on it. <laughs> and I thought that that shit was so funny. That's really funny. I guess they are just like walking her to the private plane in that shot. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny to me. But on the porch, he basically is like, hey, sometimes people don't like you back. Which again, like he says it in kind of a shitty way of like, sometimes a guy's bigger and better than you. And that's why he gets the girl instead of just being like, hey, sometimes like it's two people in this relationship. And a person gets a choice, too. And yeah. that choice might not be you. And you want someone who also chooses you. So really, this is good for you. Because now you can go find the person who chooses you as well. And it, that should have been the last time we saw Topher Grace in this movie. A hundred percent. Because I do think that that is like an arc that like some guys, especially me at this time, yeah. needed to hear. Everyone needs to hear. I needed to hear it at that time. And to know that like he's actually going off to college, like... 
his life's about to get way better. Like he's going to have a great story and a great love of his life, but it's not her. And that's okay. And it's okay. Yeah. Like I am not with the person I was obsessed with in high school. Yeah. Thank God. Honestly, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, for I'm thrilled I'm not with that person. Yeah. 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 Those 12 to 14 guys are probably having really successful lives right now. 12 to 14 guys? That were on that first date with you. I, okay. I was talking about that person, but it was less. It was less guys. They were. It was like five guys total and her. But then how many people were there? <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. That sounds much better. I'm sorry. Five is less than 12. Five Listen, is less than 12. I have 12. never said. I mean, yeah. I have never said that this was a good thing I did in my past. I'm just saying that those five guys and her, they're they're probably all living successful lives too. Yeah, I'm sure they all are. I know most of them still. Biblically. No, but one of them did kill my brother. Change the tally. Yeah. (laughs) We've hit zero days. I didn't know you were friends with Optimus Prime in high school. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't kill my brother. It was truly an accident, and we stayed very close friends. So, like, group date, roll out. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, it's it's obvious to me now that he really wanted to date that girl more than you, and he put the effort in. Mikey, I just, I just want to recap. <laughs> Are you implying that the car accident was actually an attempt to kill Todd to get him out of the way? Oh, my God. <laughs> I missed that completely, <laughs> and that is a fucking fire ass joke that I endorse. I know you miss it, but that I is don't, amazing. I don't want to say it again because it's also me. That's one of the meanest things I've ever heard. Mikey, uh, it's okay when you say it because, like, I know that we love each other. It, the weird thing is when, like, listeners say shit like that right. to me who I don't know, and they're like, ha ha, your brother died. And I'm like, yeah. That's why Skinny Titty Baby Bitch has been banned from this podcast. I still do it in private text sometimes. <laughs> oh, we just don't talk about it anymore on no, the podcast. we don't. Because I, I got a bunch we, of that. We also just yeah. stopped talking about something with my personal life because I got a bunch of weird stuff that one week when you were like, reach out to Mikey and say this. And I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't can't remember what it was, was, but it was it a was, bad it was week your for you. Move. Movements. Yeah, it was something DM about the farts DM. and the, oh, the BMs. Oh, DM, DM for your BMs. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Like, these are moments in my life where I was like, oh shit, more people listen than I thought. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, she gets on this plane that has the craziest interior I've ever seen. It's all like red patent leather and zebra print, and it looks like du jour's plane from Josie and the Pussycats. Have you guys ever flown on a private plane? No. I've flown on a small plane, but not a private plane. I have. Mikey don't like to fly. So. It is very cool. But Mikey, I you do feel turbulence more. Yes. So like yeah. I do think you'd have more of a problem with it. But I, I thought it was a cool experience, man. It was awesome. I'm sure it's a cool experience. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> I get it, Mikey. <laughs> I got I get it. Yeah. I've seen you fly a few times. I'm better. I'm way better than I was a few years ago. I, I've gotten my flight anxiety's gotten a lot better. Yeah, you've had to fly more for this podcast. So like you've gotten more used to it, I think. Anyway, in this crazy plane, he's like, Hey, uh she she says, Which smile is it? And he's like, Oh, I stole the smiles from Topher Grace. And she's just like <gasps> Yes. Okay, so I do think this is bad. In the moment of him saying it, he never said he made it up. Yeah, that's true. So I do think it's a lie. I think it might be a little bit less of a lie than like like saying you wrote that or saying you thought it up or whatever. Like I understand why she reacts negatively. I think it's awesome that he tells her right away. 
um, this is a couple of days later. It's not later. right away. She's yeah, already yeah, on the yeah. plane. Oh, I thought it was like the next day. I think it is, but she's on the plane. He doesn't wait until they're, he waits until they're in the air. Well, yeah, but that's like the next time it comes up. Because this would have influenced her decision, I think. Do you remember all those lines I said last night to get you to one, have sex with me, and then come on this flight with me? <laughs> we didn't uh-huh. see the have sex with you part, but they did. Your best friend said all that about you when he was talking about his feelings for you. Yeah, and she says, that's so, and then pauses Long enough for me to say creepy four times, and then she says adorable, and I was like, swing and a miss. Okay, 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 okay. Dark question, maybe. Okay. Topher Grace is never going to find out what happened on this plane. If you're her, you get that Mile High Club in, right? You gotta bang it out. Yeah, Yeah. of course. Okay, if you live inside the magical realism of the world the movie takes place in, which is a world where she would choose Topher Grace over Tad Hamilton... And she's fully in love with him. I don't think she would. I don't think that is at all the real world, though. Right. Another thing this movie failed to do was create a tension of, like, they both had feelings for each other but were scared to talk to each other about it. Right. Until this moment. I don't see that from her. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Mikey, I agree. Because if she had no feelings for him, but then also he stole the lines, she'd be like, that's, this is all bad. All of this is not good. Well, think about a movie like a Just Friends, which is not perfect, obviously, but like there's plenty of scenes where you start to wonder if Amy Smart has feelings for him, too. And that creates a more tangled web of the triangle. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she makes him turn the plane around, which is not like an easy like there's flight plans like it would take a while. (laughs) You can't just like you turn. (laughs) What would have happened is and again, he aggressively embraces her. No. Yeah. So they turn around. But what would have happened is him being like, hey, I have a fitting in three hours. So we're going to land in L.A. and I'll pay for them to fly you home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This but yeah, we'll you take home. you home. But that's probably what would have happened. Yeah. But no, they turn into a storm. If you guys saw that, they turn into a storm. Yeah. But also we got three hours. We got this zebra couch. It would be a shame to not stain this couch one more time. They, hey, there's a shortage of zebra couches in the world. It would be a pity to damage yours. Um, <laughs> to not damage yours, Paige. To not yeah. damage yours. It's like the Sean's couch of the sky. Anyway, <laughs> so she comes home. She goes to his apartment. Or she goes to the Piggly Wiggly first. He's not there. She goes to his apartment, and the bartender is there packing his stuff up. Uh, because he has conscripted her into work. I hated this for Catherine Hahn's character so much. Like, she made the choice to do it, though. I know, but she's the best. I know. And she needs to find her Topher Grace or whatever. She does. Uh, but she basically is like, you got to go catch him. And somehow she catches up with him. We don't know when he left. Like, Yeah, it's positioned like maybe he just left. Look. They were like, we got to wrap this shit up. So just. And I I love it because it does end like the movie Tad Hamilton was in at the beginning. Right. So like I love the book ending of that because I'm I'm just a sucker for good story structure. But I was also glad that it was over because I was mad Topher Grace was in this movie more. Yeah. Well, they also they pull an almost famous where they take non-diegetic sound and make it diegetic within the scene so the score is playing and then it's playing on his radio yeah yeah so that's kind of cool but then yeah it's literally the the movie that tad hamilton was in and they dance uh but when she because she like pauses for a long time and doesn't know what to say but then she's like you have five smiles and i was like oh god Probably hormones or it was just late and I was tired. I did not cry because I find it weird to categorize 
someone's smile. Like I hated this refrain in this movie. It is weird to notice that. Uh, no, I, I thought it was cute, but I'm not crying because I didn't think this movie was that romantic. But I hate listing it, but I also, I fully understand this. Like, I like the way their nose crinkles when they smile. Like, Yes. You have four laughs. I know your fake laugh from your real yeah. laugh, from your belly laugh. From sure. The... But to categorize it and say yeah. you have a definitive number of laughs is weird. Feels to me like you've been like categorizing it and like, yeah. it's a weird level of obsession to be like, I, I know you so well. I love you so much that I can read you so well. Like, right. I like that sentiment. This is a weird way of expressing it. Well, that's when, like we talked about earlier, that's when the translation of like overall romantic to the world to your specific context of your relationship right. gets gets weird. Because you'd be like, I notice when you fart, like you have four farts or whatever. Like you learn all that stuff about people. And like you do when you list it on a text message or something, no matter what, if anybody else reads it, they're like, oh, you fucking people. I will still occasionally send Natalie some text messages that are like, not at all sexy, but are like romantic in nature that I would be super embarrassed if they got leaked. Your left ear wiggles when you're angry, blah, blah, blah. You know, all that shit, you know. Yeah. So as we're talking about this in this way, Jake and I do have one. I call it his cake face because <laughs> there's a picture of him on our fridge. You may have seen it where it's his birthday and he's a child and he's getting a cake and he's like the childhood level of excitement for that cake. And Sometimes when Jake gets really excited, he makes that same face. And it's really funny for me to see it on an adult. And I call it cake face. And I think it's when someone knows you enough to know your different tones of voices or when you're what you do. Yeah. In these situ- I mean, it's it's you can absolutely read your partner. Like exactly. that's part of being in a relationship. Yes. I just it's just weird to say you have six smiles. But if but once it comes out, once it comes out of that little ring of vulnerability, like if a, like one of your other friends starts saying you're like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. And you do sort of have to protect that because that is like a intimate part of the relationship that is like only to be shared with you and your partner. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. 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 I would rather like show you my porn history than like my romantic letters to my ex or whatever, because that shit is embarrassing. God, there is only one of those I would ever care to see. I don't know the answer to that, and that scares me. <laughs> it's the romantic letter <laughs> okay, okay. collection, Mikey. Oh, no. For me, porn history. I'm curious. <laughs> I always want to know. I, I like, And that's just a weird thing. about. I don't need to watch it. I just think it's funny to know. I don't know how many different ways there is a, to Google the word missionary, but I guarantee you Mikey's done it. <laughs> no, no, no. Missionary stepsister stuck in washing machine. <laughs> I, I, think, I don't think porn history is a good barometer of people. Because- I don't think so either. I don't think it means anything about you <laughs> my adhd comes in too much and then you like you're like sure, what is that and you go down a weird rabbit hole and it becomes not even a sexual thing where i'm just like that is an interesting Wait, thing why right would there. people do this yeah like a pogo stick why is that necessary <laughs> i don't think porn history is a, a barometer for people at all but i do think it's fascinating to, to see what people were like what is that <laughs> and that cracks That's- me up i think it's pretty funny to me <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, so, uh, and oh, yeah, that's, that's the, the movie. movie. God dang yeah. it. <laughs> so having seen the movie, having talked way longer than the movie's total runtime about the movie, yeah. what did you guys think about Win a Date with Tad Hamilton? Topher Grace is the villain. Like, that's my takeaway from this. But people give him 
perfect advice. He's not a fun enough villain as um, Reese Witherspoon in um, Sweet Home Alabama. Right. Well, the reason I compared this to Sweet Home Alabama is because Sweet Home Alabama doesn't think she's the villain. No, but she's a super villain in that movie. Yeah, and I think Topher Grace may not be a super villain, you're right, but is a villain. Like, I feel like this is the like man version of Sweet Home Alabama on some level. Like, if Topher Grace was the main character. And Sweet Home Alabama, like, Lives are being destroyed These stakes are too low But what Todd's saying is The movie does not view him as a villain The movie views him as a hero Yes The way that Sweet Home Alabama views her Kind of as the hero as well But like it didn't swing hard enough on anything Yeah I think because it doesn't swing hard enough Mikey It is very forgettable Like I don't think I'll revisit this movie I understand why it did the way it did in the box office Which we'll talk about in a second But like it was watchable I I didn't hate watching it today It makes me want to rewatch Sweet Home Alabama I want to see her destroy lives Ruin a wedding Ruin a Civil War reenactment And explode that cat Kill the cat That was our first actual episode I don't know if you guys know that But like Yeah Oof I haven't watched that movie since then, and I still, like, hate Reese Witherspoon in that movie. <laughs> no, I hate her. But, like, that's what makes it, like, it's so, it's such a rewatchable movie because there's just so many supervillain moments. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there are a lot of supervillain moments in this for Topher Grace, too. But, Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? I do. Well, here it is with your fun facts. Topher, fun, fun facts. facts. Speaking of Sweet Home Alabama, Josh Lucas turned down the role of Tad. I mean, that was a good call professionally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, there is a Wilhelm scream. Uh, it is in the Tad Hamilton War movie. Ah, okay, <laughs> perfect. Yeah, okay. Now, uh, there is a real-life Tad Hamilton. He's a publicist uh, and, at least at one point, uh, was president of Mosaic Public Relations. Okay. Uh, now, it is kind of interesting because Kate Bosworth was born in L.A. but plays a small-town girl. Josh Duhamel was actually born in a small town and plays the L.A. movie star. Yeah. So that's kind of fun. Uh, this is Moon Bloodgood's first movie. Okay. Whoa. While in college, Mikey Randolph, co-host of The Horror Virgin and Romancing the Podcast, was a background extra in various scenes. In lieu of daily payment, he received two bags of Cool Ranch Doritos and a 24-pack hang on, hang on, hang on, of Is this an actual fun fuck? fact in the movie? It's on IMDb. What? I think somebody's just putting it in for every extra movie we You're do. You're diluting my actual career. I'm going to go ahead and mark this one specific fun fact as helpful. <laughs> I, I liked it when it was on Santa Boot Camp Because I was in that film um, I don't want to dilute my acting career Well this isn't like IMDB <laughs> credits Mikey This is like a corn fact Alright Yeah it's a corn yeah. fact I like that people started adding corn facts So funny I, We're going to get like a season <laughs> desist from IMDB But like uh, I, it wasn't me that did it I don't think it was you it Paige was, Hey I don't know who did it It Same. wasn't me I don't know I do have an actual fun fact Kate Bosworth has heterochromia uh, which means her eyes are different colors, and they clearly tried to correct it in post for close-ups, but they missed a few. So you can actually see her eye, one of her eyes goes from brown to blue to brown to blue. Why not just, like, have that be a character trait? Like, that's cool as shit. It should have like, been. Like, that's a cool, yeah. And that would have been a cool, like, you're different. No one else is like you, you know? Also, we don't talk about this, but Kate Bosworth is super attractive, and I think this is her least attractive movie. She's gorgeous. It's They did not do her right on the hair front, 100%. And those are your fun facts. Oh, well, Paige, thank you for those fun facts. Let's talk a little bit about box office. So what do you think 
The production budget for when a date with Tad Hamilton was in 2004. $12 million. Uh, I was going to go around $8 million. Okay. You guys will both be blown away at how much this movie cost. It was $24 million in 2004, which if you adjust for inflation is just over $39 million. Yikes. Now, this movie came out on January 23rd, 2004, which is not a good sign in how much a movie or how much faith the studio has in the movie. January is typically sort of a dumping ground for release dates. To put that in perspective, The Butterfly Effect was the number one movie that week. Starring Ashton Kutcher. Yes, and it came out January 23rd, 2004. Number two was Along Came Polly. Number oh, th- Along Came Polly. We haven't done Along we Came Polly yet. Uh, it, had, it had been out for two weeks and was number two. When a Date with Tad Hamilton was number three. Big Fish was number four. And number five was The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. So what do you think Win a Date with Tad Hamilton made in its opening weekend? That was the weekend of January 23rd, 2004. Five million? I was going to say six million, yeah. Page or closer. It was $7.3 million. It was then in the box office for a total of 10 weeks, although it was only really in like a nationwide release for the first three of those 10 weeks. But what do you think it made for its total box office run in 2004? 17. Okay. Mikey, what do you think? Mm, 25. Actually, interestingly enough, you guys are close. Mikey's close in today's dollars. Paige, you're close in 2004 dollars. It was $17.5 million in 2004, which is roughly $28.5 million today. So it lost money. It cost $24 million to make. And only made 17.5. So it didn't do great. Mm -mm. But that's your box office. So, Mikey, do you want to hit him with that romance scale? Yeah, it's uh, how romance we found the film. A scale of 1 to 10, Paige. 1. Todd. I'm going to give it a 1. I didn't care for the romance in this movie. I'm going to give it a 1 as well. And I like that we've peer pressured Todd into disliking this film. Oh, I always disliked it. (laughs) I don't know why. I mean, it's worth watching, but I... I don't like it. Topher Grace is a villain. And that's our romance scale. Yeah. So this week, Paige, you made us watch Win a Date with Tad Hamilton. Mikey, it's your turn next week, right? And boy, do I have a pick for you. I can't wait. What are you going to make us watch? I am going to pick one of Zac Efron's films that I think is bonkers but fun romantic comedy. Charlie St. Cloud. Oh, (laughs) God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Zach Efron might be one of my favorite romantic people. This this is like one of his first movies out of the high school musical uh oeuvre the franchise franchise. Yeah, it came out 2010. Yeah. Uh it stars Zach Efron, obviously, but also Kim Basinger and Charlie Tehan and Amanda Crew. <laughs> the synopsis is after Charlie survives a car crash. That kills his younger brother, Mikey. What the fuck? <laughs> he is given the gift of seeing the spirits of his brother and others. He lo- Oh, my God. I'm going to cry this whole movie. Uh, and must use his powers to save the woman he loves from impending disaster. No, 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 Todd. I don't think you're going to cry. I don't think you're going to cry because it is not okay. good. <laughs> okay. I'll, give you, I'll give you a run now. He plays catch with his dead brother every day. And then he meets a girl and then, like, obviously he's going to smash and that ruins the ghost of his dead brother. I mean, basically, that's the movie. All right. Well, I guess we'll have to check back next week for that episode on Charlie St. Cloud. But, yeah, we'll have to see how that goes. It's batshit. Good. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin. And that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on. But Paige gets around and she is on two other podcasts. 
Black Card Rehab, and Cult Podcast. So guys, definitely check out those because they're amazing. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Romancing the Pod Show. Yes. On yes. Instagram, and we are at something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn it's, it. It's just Romancing Pod Show because they have a character oh. limit and it's show, S-H-O, like Showtime. So guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, Paige is at Rampage Wesley everywhere, including TikTok, except for Twitter, where she is at Paige Wesley. Mikey is at M Randolph 24, and I am at Todd J Awesome everywhere. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. And you complete us. To completion. Win a date with Mikey Randolph. Oh. Do I have to pay? Yeah. Yes. That's that's the whole point. You win a date. You don't win an expense. (laughs) Bye. You're winning the experience. Mikey is single, (laughs) Sydney.